and welcome to Sutro Side Talk, episode 150. I am your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. We have made it to the penultimate 150, man. We, we did it. It was 150 Dalmatians, that movie. You know, we finally hit that movie. 150 Dalmatians. I think that's... Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the same number as the actual title, right? It's like... Close enough. You round yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we did it after all this time. I think it's pretty much also... We're at May, and May is like our anniversary month. Usually like late May, I want to say, because it was like our second huh. week was like E3. So this is really hitting the end of year four uh, as well. We, we made it there, too. So this is like... Oh, yeah, it is getting close to E3. Oh, my God. June's coming up. Yeah. At least well, we got tickets no to that. We actually do yeah, have we got, we got Summer Game Fest. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, that. Yeah. Not, we got, not uh, actually E3. That's not really happening. Yeah, E3 is fucking dead. But no, Summer Game it's Fest. We're, we're, we're doing Summer Game Fest, and we're going to go to one of the theater, the IMAX theaters for it and watch there, and it's going to be a good time. I'll probably have my phone out the whole time being like, tweet, 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 tweet. Um, I actually, for once, requested a day off. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like, laugh at someone. It's like, like, like way We're in a theater. I'd be like, fuck you. This is game news. Oh, God. I don't want theater food will i watch it though i'm gonna be honest i'm just gonna sneak i should sneak in in and out and be like oh boy <laughs> wait which century which IMAX? daily City. century yeah they didn't I have it at the metro and i'm honestly happy we didn't have to go to the metro because i want to go fucking downtown so no we get to go free parking yeah free parking <laughs> that's all i care about that's such a sad thing to say about san francisco that just like I don't want to go downtown because getting there sucks <laughs> well it's getting there and there's nothing it's to do there expensive ass parking it's um literal cartoon characters going on streets that are from Moss Eisley are just wandering around everywhere. It, it's it's a whole thing. It, it's Downtown San Francisco is actually Moss Eisley. People don't understand it. I It's not what it used to be. It, I kid you not. It is fucking Moss Eisley over there. And then the Mission District itself within downtown, uh, even though it's like not part of downtown, but that's like actually the Star Wars Cantina. It's like 16th Street Mission. <laughs> um, yeah. Great times. Uh, but yeah, this is 150. We've made it. Sutra Side Talk. For those that don't know, if you're just tuning in, we talk uh, every week what we've been watching and playing, as well as select gaming, movie news, TV news, and stuff. Uh, usually one or two pieces that we'll talk about for like five, ten minutes. Unless it's crazy, then we go a little bit longer. Uh, this week, we've got, I think, my favorite game of the year so far. So far. Uh, Horizon 2 Forbidden West. And, because I don't know if you can count Witch Queen. Uh, it's like still the same game yeah that's like best ongoing game you know best add-on content at least best drain your life game drain your soul game destiny wins every time fucking i love and hate that game so much uh yeah we'll be talking horizon 2 our news this week is on star wars and netflix and uh yeah it's gonna be a fun probably long episode because i feel like horizon compared to like some other games i feel like there's a lot to talk about for horizon and i sped through that shit because i didn't realize that the season of the risen was ending for destiny already and i was like oh shit so i had to like rush a bunch of shit to get done and because of that it kept delaying my time to get to horizon finally until i realized i'm like i have four days and i haven't started and i'm like okay time to get in gear and i got into fucking gear yeah i can't Uh, believe you actually got it done because I had the exact opposite problem because I was playing Horizon in my like what little free time I had. I basically missed out on like the second half of the I pre- season of the uh, of Destiny. So 
I, I pretty much dedicated the vast majority of the weekend to it, and then like was a couple nights were playing until like I was it was like three thirty or something. Yeah. I just kept going, and I, I was like full energy. No, no, I knew it was time to stop because I legitimately was actually falling asleep playing, and I was like, oh, it's... all right, this is the to- this is tonight's stopping point. Yeah. Dude, but... by the end of the uh, by the end of the game, my save time was like. 80 hours i don't know where i'm at now and I'll, well i'll talk about it as we get through it i didn't yeah. platinum it i didn't 100 it but yeah i still got some things to do I, i'll talk about what i did do in it um otherwise yeah we got a we got a good amount to talk about here and uh, i will say next week isn't gonna be our halo episode anymore we're delaying it like maybe a week because uh just to make sure we can ensure Oren's uh attendance there and maybe miles i don't know if he'll join or not i don't even know if he's watched it i don't know if he wants to watch the halo show so oh god i gotta watch that now you um, got you have you're still willing to share your paramount plus like yeah because yeah. like uh, i don't want to yeah. give him money for this uh you'll have a week and a half i think to do it so i'll, I'll give you all the i actually don't remember the password. i have to ask brandon what it was um, oh is it not even your password <laughs> well, it's because brandon made the profile and then we split it Oh, we're splitting okay. the we're splitting the account, but huh. I don't remember what the account password was, so I have to figure it out. I'll say it on when I figure it out though. I'll tell I'll say it on the show so everyone can use it. <laughs> yeah, uh, share but, the love and yeah. hate for Halo. I could carry it for a while. Carry it for a while. Share the load. <laughs> oh my god! But I'm just I'm like low energy. For those that I didn't tell anyone I guess here yet. Uh, I, last night was like a I'll, I won't go into it, but I had a family emergency. I had to leave the house at like two a.m. And I didn't come back home until like 7.30 a.m. So I like slept from like 7.30 to like 2.30 or something like that. And no, I slept until like 8.30 to like 2, 2.30 or something. And uh, I've only been awake for a few hours, but I still feel exhausted. And uh, otherwise, I need to pick me up. And I got this here. I've been saving it for such an occasion, this Godzilla blue raspberry energy drink it's called reawaken energy drink and i got it from fye and it's just a fucking godzilla themed energy drink i couldn't believe they made this so this is going to be my uh fuel for this episode and i'm surprised it's not called like nuke or something like atomic atomic energy i feel like that would have been a good one yeah atomic energy let's see how this tastes really fast well hopefully like raspberry is what it says yeah it hella does. Mm, actually, that's pretty right. good. I'm good. It, it tastes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good with this. And unlike, I guess, other blue raspberry things, it won't turn my tongue blue because that's usually what I associate blue raspberry with is blue tongue normally. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I guess getting into it now. Uh, we've done our normal intro shit for our landmark 150. I'm just like. I'm just that's all in my head right now is just 150 holy shit um but let's just jump right into the news and first things first here is the star wars news that i wanted to talk about and for it it's very interesting uh kathleen kennedy during uh that vanity fair interview uh she's this is a quote from it i do think a little bit of fun has gone out of making these gigantic movies The business, the stakes, everything that's been infused in the last 10 years or so. There's a kind of spontaneity. Spontaneity? Yeah, spontaneity. I've never... Yeah, I've never said that before. Spontaneous, yes, but spontaneity, I've never heard. Um, Read some books. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) My literacy has been noted. Thank you. 
and a good time that we have to be careful to preserve. Uh, we all recognized, every single one of us, that this is a new chapter for the company and that we needed to all work together to create the architecture for where we were going. And this is more about the fact that uh, they're kind of they've changed their format for Star Wars from kind of like trilogies and annual or biannual movies to more consistent or person like uh, yeah more consistent persistent stories uh, via Disney Plus with all these like limited series uh, and series I mean, that have shit. multiple seasons. Obi Wan's coming else. out literally this week. Yeah, it comes out in like what three days. So something like that. I literally forgot about it. I, I see what they're talking about. Uh, where you know you're getting a lot more out of these Disney Plus shows because one, they're longer. There's more depth to throw in there. It's easier to get through everything. You're not rushing easier to, to flesh out a story and characters. Very much so. And I'm very honestly, I'm happy that I've gotten. I know we were gonna get a Boba Fett movie. I am happy. I guess that. Well, actually, no. I... Compared to the show, maybe a Boba Fett movie would have been more entertaining, depending on what they were to do in those two hours. Uh, it could have been maybe more action-packed. I'm not sure. I'm not complaining about the show, but in that well, sense, it... There's you know. definitely a lot of that show that was not focused on Boba Fett that's just like, man, this could have been like maybe a two-hour movie. Mandalorian 2.5, yeah. And whereas Mandalorian, you know, perfect for this format. Obi-Wan is probably going to be great for this format. Uh, we have so much other shit. I don't know if you've seen that Vanity Fair picture where it has... Uh, Mandalorian, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, and and Cassian Andor on the cover. Uh, it has all four characters, or all four actors and actresses. No, I don't think I saw that. Oh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's got Diego Luna, it's got Ewan McGregor, Rosario Dawson, Pedro Pascal. They're all in their full outfits there. And it's just like, it's cool. You're just like, wait, on the cover, all next to each other is Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, Cash and Andor and the Mandalorian. That's a that's like a fucking dope ass cover. It's actually really, honestly, it's a, a really cool landmark magazine cover because you've never seen them all together before. Like you've had like season two of Mando where you had like such a dope uh, crew of people doing their shit. But I do see what they mean. I also see that like right now the Star Wars movies aren't in the best state because they fucked up immensely with the stars movies so far yeah like let's let's take a we're not going to get too much into it because we know you go to the listen to the star wars special we did the, our our famous star wars christmas special if you want to hear a stock of shit to the shit but you know they they had a failed trilogy that they very much rushed out like that was all their fault they they rushed it out they didn't put any time into it and they just wanted I really thought yeah they they just wanted instant um instant uh revenue from the property they just purchased i guess they they figured that like hey it's a sure bet we put out a star wars movie people will go see it yeah and what they I did mean, was, obviously they did spend a lot of money on them but yeah. they also made a shit ton and instead you know it just created the most incohesive worst of the trilogies and and that's to the, the point where the like you look there. back at the prequel movies and you're like damn were those better yeah and, I, and in, you not know, really but in some ways kind of the prequels aren't good, but they're more original. They're 20 times more original. And, and they're at least cohesive. Yeah, and there's so much more. It just feels more imaginative, if that makes sense, too. It doesn't feel like it's just a retread of the original trilogy, whereas the sequel trilogy isn't just a retread of the original trilogy. Yeah. Uh, and then it had Rogue One, which was it was okay. And then it had Solo, which potentially could have been the best one, but it's so forgettable. <laughs> 
ironically enough. I literally do forget that there was a Han I Solo movie from time to time. It exists all the time. And then I think about it and I'm like, actually, a lot of the stuff in it was really cool. The whole solo name thing was stupid, but everything else in it was actually really interesting when I really think about it. But at the same time, if you give me 24 hours, I'm going to forget again. <laughs> it's going to be out of my yeah. mind. Uh, and then looking on the horizon, like, OK, that's what happened on the horizon. We've had a already canceled uh, David Benioff, D.B. Weiss trilogy mm-hmm. out of the window. Uh, they've now said that the uh, Ryan Johnson trilogy is pretty much on the back burner because this is currently what Kathleen Kennedy says. He has a lot going on with Netflix right now with all the Knives Out movies and stuff that he's Mm. working on. But I also feel like at the same time, are we actually ever going to see those movies? Like, really? Are we going to see that Ryan Johnson trilogy? Is that really the main reason? I don't know. I mean, as much as episode eight really sucked, like, I was still, after watching Knives Out, I was just like, damn he's not a bad director actually yeah like, no i think so it, it i've said the test before it's the trilogy would tell us either one he's either not good at star wars movies or two he just wasn't good at making a movie in yeah, the skywalker like saga the third part of a trilogy or the second part of a trilogy yeah, yeah. like and just that and just like, like using already pre-existing characters and stuff that are like already very much fan favorites or very important to everyone and then just kind of shitting on them like yeah. it doesn't really work uh so, compared to like if he does his own new star wars on his own yeah so at the very least i was like curious to see what his trilogy would even be about or how good it was just to see like was episode eight like yeah like you said he's just bad at sci-fi or, or star wars or he just can't do the middle part of a trilogy yeah like or whatever or i guess I don't know. The whole thing was complicated. Like the yeah. the whole trilogy was like a complicated mess of like mistake after mistake. So we got those, and then we have the uh, Patty Jenkins Rogue One movie, which apparently is you know we know it's been in- delayed indefinitely. Uh, they also say for that is one, it? oh, because yeah, uh, but they say it's happening. It's just when they say delayed indefinitely, they just don't know when it would come out. They have no release date for it at this point. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like when they okay. temporarily they temporarily delayed indefinitely black adam for a bit and now it's got a release date well actually it had two release dates because it was delayed again yeah the rock keeps posting like set photos he's he's trying to you know that's that's one that you can say what you will about the rock like he for his acting and stuff he will promote the shit out of any movie he's in he will really go to bat for it and throw his passion into it and he literally just seems like generally excited yeah uh but yeah so patty jenkins wrote one like She's working on Cleopatra right now, which will have Gal Gadot as Cleopatra. Uh, and then uh, no. I assume Wonder Woman 3 after that instead of Rogue One. I'm not sure which one will come first between those two. But uh, there's that. There's Taika Waititi's movie, which will also be a solo. The, all these movies are going to be solos uh, that I'm talking about right now. And apparently that's going to be fast-tracked over Petty Jenkins' one. And that I don't even think is even got a script. I'm not even too sure. And then uh, there's the Kevin Feige solo Star Wars movie that, who knows, that that's probably going to be third out of those three. So we have those. And that feels like such a weird thing when you think about, it. like, Disney was like, we're going to do all these fucking Star Wars movies. It's going to be yearly. And then they changed their tune and we're like, well, now we have Avatar. So we're going to rotate every December. One will be Avatar, one will be Star Wars and back and forth. And at this point, you know, we have these three potential Star Wars movies that are not even, you just know the title of one. It's Rogue One. It'll be about pilots. That's it. The other two is Taika Waititi's doing it. 
Kevin Feige's doing it. Nothing else. There's nothing else to know about it. And the fact that, you know, Disney Plus wise, it's like, oh, well, we have Obi-Wan coming right now. They're currently in production for Ahsoka. There's a rumor that Mandalorian season three will be this year. We also have Cash and Andor's show Andor coming this year, I believe. Which I literally also keep forgetting is a thing. Yeah, it's because it's been forever since Rogue One. That was like yeah. what, 2017 or some shit or 2016. I don't even know. Um, but uh, I like yeah. that uh, movie. Just he yeah. was probably one of my least favorite characters of the bunch but in that movie. But we whatever. have those. Uh, we've got the Acolyte coming. There's another one called like um, it was some weird grammar something, a, a new Star Wars series coming from someone. I forget who they were but they're making a new show. It's like young teen adventure thing, teen adventure Star Wars show coming as well. Mm. Uh, And uh, I feel like that's, uh, you know, new Galactic Rangers of the New Republic. I don't know if that's still fucking happening or not. Uh, But otherwise, you know, Disney Plus is packed with Star Wars shit that they're doing. They're just turning out. So it's funny that it's just streaming now. And, I'm thinking like, you know, we, we have this December, we have Avatar 2, we have light, we have the, the Way of Water, but 2023, are we getting that Taika Waititi Star Wars movie that hasn't even really entered, pre- like, is it really far in pre-production? Uh, there's, when is it actually going to be produ- produced? Like, I don't think we're getting Star Wars next year, which means, does that mean we're actually getting Avatar 3 next year then instead, since that's already pretty much done? <laughs> uh, but it's just like their whole plan is gone they're reformatting star wars a lot more and i think kind of two things from it one they do have a better strategy going on now i think but also i don't believe they really know what they're doing with the movies at the same time considering the fact that they think you know well we're going more consistent and stuff and it's like trilogies don't really seem like they're gonna work and it's like i i think they just don't realize that they can't rush it yeah, well. if you're gonna do a trilogy, it has to. You have to have a plan. Yeah, and because trilogies work, they do fucking work. I've watched trilogies work all the time, and you're just not doing it right. That's it. Like, just do a good job of it, and like fucking Pirates of the Caribbean is a good trilogy when you think about it. Like, that's well, a good trilogy. It was until there was like three more. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that's that's what I'm saying. That's a good trilogy. The first three, and I'm not. But I'm not I, talking okay, about the shit after that. After that, no, 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 no. yeah, I haven't watched those movies yet. Actually, I can't talk shit. Um, Dude, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is, well, Lord of the Rings and Avatar are two things in common. They filmed everything back to back. So that's Mm -hmm. why they're going to be good. They're all made cohesively. They were all planned out. They took their time to pre-produce everything where it already worked out. And then they go, now we could just like knock it all out because everything's already fixed up. Whereas for Star Wars, yo, get this movie out. Yo, what about the second one that's literally connected to this? Oh, we haven't done it yet. (laughs) yeah we haven't really thought about that we have some other guy doing it wait there's that's separate... like guy ryan johnson's problem yeah it was just like who thought this was a good idea you gotta be stupid like that's actually stupid oh my god but that's they had like a third director lined up for the third movie until... yeah there's colin trevorrow the jurassic world director oh Ugh. his uh <laughs> his story actually seemed it did seem better than what we got for nine because it had like cool sith daggers and other sith shit and i don't think it had palpatine it had like uh some other it had another sith lord that they were gonna bring in a completely different sith lord uh, and it sounded actually more interesting um but that's also because i vaguely remember these plans it's it's like a you know it's a concept a concept could look really cool and then they do it in shit but it, at yeah. least in terms of originality it sounded much more interesting so 
that's what I think for that. But that's Star Wars news. Moving on to other news of streaming Netflix. So this is uh, kind of crazy. There, there's, I guess, two things to talk about here. One was Netflix lays off 150 employees due to their budget cuts right now. Because, you know, uh, James, you've seen this too. I'm pretty sure the, yeah. the subscription count has gone down. The uh, stocks have gone down. Their revenue is going down because they were like, we're going to do two things. We've increased the price again, which I can understand if you increase the price. It's like, you know, production for things. If you have a lot of things going on, it makes sense. Maybe, especially they're putting games in now, which I, you know, okay. Uh, I haven't even tried to attempt to look at the games. I have no interest currently at the moment, but uh, they also want to crack down on account sharing, which they want to kind of, what was it? They want to do single household accounts. So if you're not in that household, you can't get access to that account, which means like, let's say for me, uh, my family's account is my sister's, my mom. Uh, I think even my niece has her own account just because it's like uh, all the kids stuff. So it doesn't go into my uh, her mom, my sister's uh, stuff like they keep it separate. So there's like five different accounts on there. And, you know, one sister and my niece are in New York. The other's in LA. And I'm like here in San Francisco and shit. And limit to one household. That means now we would have to potentially have three separate accounts paying separately and all that shit. And that sounds fucking stupid. Like the whole thing is like they know right now with everything else, they're losing revenue. And to fix revenue, they go, let's crack down on account sharing which will then decrease revenue so in order they they want to increase revenue by decreasing revenue does that make sense well i get in their mind they're like well if we can get those other two like parts of the family most to get their own and that's the thing they're on paper i get what they're trying to do but realistically they're just gonna piss off a bunch of people and be like well fine i don't fucking need netflix anyway i got there's like a bunch of other shit exactly now. we're at a point now where ne- before netflix was the only thing and then you know originally they, and they had, had good shit and like, they had movie honestly, rentals they killed blockbuster and now they're doing a fucking blockbuster mo- show so yeah, stupid dude other than tiger king i cannot think of the last thing that i watched that was like exclusive to netflix like i'll still well there's nah, the okay there's stuff. been the yeah there's been the occasional anime which is another problem well squid games Oh, right, it's a good game. Yeah, there's okay, actually a good fair. amount of... They do have... There's the occasional good shit. Yeah. It's just so rare. It's usually, I would say, it's one out of five. One, one out of four, one out of five things they throw on there is good. And then the rest is just kind of schlock that you're like, whatever, yeah. not for me. Uh, But besides this layoff of like 150 people, which they're like, you know, sorry, we're, you know, it, it's getting harder. And it's like, I bet also it's one of those classic business things where, you know, the CEO makes a fuck ton of money. And they're like, we could lower our own pay and keep all these people on or we could just cut everybody and so they do the cut everybody thing but yeah. uh this wasn't the first thing they did following all the shit they had a bunch of cancellations of some animated uh series that were coming to netflix and kind of going through they had uh bone which was a road doll adaption adaptation uh they uh had toil Lauren Foss Toil in Trouble was also canceled. And uh, 
it's funny because like there there's a couple others I think that were also canceled, whereas also like uh, uh, what was it? Boss Baby is still there. Like they're still making Boss Baby the series, whereas like these other ones that are like adaptations of like Road Doll books and other shit. They're like, oh, we can't do this. But they're like, yo, let's get the n- next season of Boss Baby out. And, you know, they. I think I see what they're doing. They are only canceling things that they may have bought. So, you know, they recently bought the rights to all the Road Doll stuff. They, which includes like the Willy Wonka shit and whatever. But... Uh, Wait, are they doing the Timothy Chalamet mo- like movie or? I don't know. I don't also care at the same. Time. I'm not too <laughs> sure. I, I just saw that image and I immediately was just like, I'm good. Nothing. Was Timothy Chalamet the the pretty guy from Dune? <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly don't know if I even like that. Like, I don't even know if I like his acting. Honestly, it's very bland to be honest. But uh, I think it's just that movie. <laughs> I think he's just. I know I watched uh, French Dispatch, and he was kind of the least interesting character right. in the whole movie. I've missed that movie. I gotta watch that. Yeah, he was literally the least interesting character. But mm-hmm. um, the things that don't seem like they're gonna get cut are all the partnerships. So they have a very heavy partnership with DreamWorks, where you see all the you know like they had the How to Train Your Dragon stuff. They have. Uh, I think Trolls, they, Boss Baby is also DreamWorks. So they have all these other ones that are still going because they have the partnership with DreamWorks and they want the DreamWorks properties because they know, oh, big movie in theater, people want more of it, come to Netflix for the show. And How to Train Your Dragon show was actually really fucking good, the Race of the Edge stuff. Yeah. And otherwise they have other partnerships like a Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous, which is actually fucking good. And... Uh, they have now oh, all fuck, these. I forgot they also had Godzilla's Singular Point. They have they have all these anime connections now. They're like to the point JoJo's on there. Comey Dude, can't communicates on there. I have to watch Comey on Netflix because it's not on Crunchyroll. <laughs> yeah, uh, exclusively. It's crazy. Uh, they also have game properties now. Like Castlevania was a success. They're mm-hmm. doing Far Cry shit. They're doing Blood Dragon. They're doing Splinter Cell. I think at a certain point. Uh, so they have like partners with Ubisoft. They have partners with, uh, other ones too. There's like a shit ton. I think they're doing, aren't they doing Fallout and Bioshock too? I forget actually who's doing those. Uh, that that's... I wouldn't know. Oh no, no. Fallout's HBO maybe. I don't remember anymore. There's so many fucking, Interesting. Sh- there's so many video game adaptations that I don't remember who's where at this point. I think they said Twisted Metals at Peacock now and I got really confused. <sighs> I'm like, who, I, I'm not excited for that. Who's going to watch it there? <laughs> no one <laughs> unless you have comcast because com- you get peacock free with comcast that's like the only way um i'm not gonna fucking pay money for peacock unless i want to go on a fucking universal monster binge or some shit for like a month um because that's that's all i, can I can't believe about. peacock is the thing and they called it peacock we had NBC universal i get it it's just fucking stupid <laughs> i know i would have called it pisscock personally but that's just me I'm sure it would have gotten a completely different audience. <laughs> like, yes, I'm here for Piscock. Who are you? <laughs> uh, God, I'm sure it's a great deal. Uh, actually, go to Piscock.com and see if that website exists. Don't act. I'm not going to do it, but one of you go do it. And see I'm sure that- someone has bought that domain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So looking at it, James, let's say you move and you had a shared Netflix account with your family. And considering the fact that, you know, HBO Max and Disney Plus have really moved up. Like, HBO Max has a shit ton of shit. It's probably, in terms of just, like, a vast array of shit, 
personally, I think it's the best one because it has everything that would normally be on the HBO channel for movies that they get on there. So you're not only getting all these movies that are going in and out, you have all of the Ghibli shit, you have all the Turner Classic movie shit of all the old stuff, including like Criterion stuff. You have um, all the DC stuff and all the stuff that's normally on the HBO channel of series from like Game of Thrones, I'm sure House of the Dragon, which I'm not fucking watching, fuck that, uh, <laughs> and other stuff. But uh, they have all that. And then Disney Plus, you're like, oh, literally everything Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, National Geographic. you have all that shit there, both animated, live action. So they're vast, massive things. And considering the fact that Disney literally, their current marketing plan is stay relevant, stay in people's minds 24-7, whether it's showing trailers, showing shows, keeping everyone's attention to them at all times. Like, Dude, like ne- they, just for Disney Plus, they had like, beginning of the year uh um boba fett and then like a few weeks later uh moon knight and now uh moon knight's done they're doing obi-wan well that's the thing too just that's during, just it's they're going screen. obi-wan's coming also right after that look all this mars marvel stuff oh look a she- trailer mm-hmm. for she hulk like all that stuff back to back where they're kind Power of love like, and thunder coming soon they're making sure you're completely like you know what's happening right now and then you're looking forward to what's coming right after. And you're looking forward to what's coming after that even. So you're completely like mm-hmm. kind of transfixed on it to the point I was at my comic book store last Friday. And I remember two people talking about Miss Marvel and the Marvels movie and the show. And I almost butted it. And I was like, I'd hold myself going, don't do it. Don't go in and be like, actually, wow, did you know? Um, so it's, it's like a whole thing there. But for Netflix, like besides the fact that there's certain, you're Disney Plus and HBO Max, you're kind of knowing for sure there's going to be something. There's so much stuff to look forward to that there's not even necessarily something specific because you know there's going to be always something good to go. Whereas now for Netflix, it's feeling like, oh, is there going to be anything good right now? Like, there's no specific thing I'm really looking like. It's going to be something very specific. There's no universal, oh, I'm looking forward to all these things coming because I know for sure there'll be something. It's actually more like now, well, we got Stranger Things, which I guess I'm... I'm not as hyped as I used to be because I'm just kind of, I don't know, I'm getting not exhausted, but it just lost the the hype train for me after season two. Um, I'm sure I'll get excited, but like there's that eventual video game adaptations. There's all the anime stuff I'm looking forward to still, but otherwise like there's not too much uh, that like really grasps, grasps me. Like I, I did make a, it did influence me a bit when they started saying all this stuff and I thought about it because I'm like, oh, if Netflix does go to, go to shit and they try to charge you extra and also make it so now you have to buy your own account. I started watching more stuff on my Netflix queue because now I'm like, I want to drain it up. I want to be on there. I want to, I want Netflix for me to be something where I am like, oh, I have nothing to watch because everything I did want to watch on there, I have watched. So if the time comes where I do need to drop it, I won't feel bad because I'm like, well, if I want to, I can wait like, a few like six months and then have it for one month and knock out everything that happened in that six months in that one month and then be done with it and then unsubscribe again. Um, if like, that's kind of my strategy going forward for it. If they do kind of go through with all this stuff, uh, would you stick with Netflix if you're on your own for it? At this point, I don't know because they, they've raised the prices so many times over the years. that it's just like, doesn't really feel worth it anymore. Cause yeah. Like other than like, a handful of things that I have to watch on Netflix. 
you know, there's not really much keeping me there. Like, I guess it's kind of same with Hulu, but if I wanted to, I could just bundle Hulu in with like my Disney plus subscription. Cause now they have the ad free version of Hulu option. So for a Disney plus combo. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. They do that. At some I'm point. still doing the account. My, my, I have Disney plus. I think my mom does Netflix and my sister does Hulu. So we just cross share with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but interesting. yeah, I don't know. I, the thing that one, how are they going to handle their mobile app? Because that's obviously not in the same home. Like, how do you make sure that someone doesn't like share their subscription with someone and they just the other person just always watches on their phone? Maybe they force you to enable location or something. I don't know. But that would suck for like traveling. Yeah. And I, like that's it. I don't. Maybe they do a limit. I think they'll make you do a limit of like, oh, you can do this many mobile devices, and then mm. you can do. It, they might not limit how many PC Dude, devices. They make you, you pay have. separately for mobile devices or for like an. Because now they'll they'll well, charge they never you talked for about it. That would be that would yeah. be crazy if they did though. Because like currently they'll charge you extra if you want to have more than like two screens on at one time. Yeah. So that like families don't have to argue over like get off the Netflix. Uh, get off the Netflix. That's happened a couple times where yeah. um, I'd go on and then my literally both my sisters would enter our group text and be like, "Yo, are you all on Netflix?" And I'm like. You know what? It's okay. This gives me an excuse to go knock some shit out on Hulu. I'll, I'll yeah. just jump on there instead. And then, like, also, what about all the kids that go off to college? Mm. Do, do those families have to pay for a second subscription? Like, yeah, yeah that's I don't a good know. Point. It's just, it just seems. I get it on a business standpoint, but as a consumer, it feels very shitty. Yeah, very much so. Um, so I'm gonna probably, uh pretty soon knock out all the jojo stuff that's like probably my next yeah. thing on netflix is just go through all that but and i know we already kind of said it but it really feels like netflix is going like shit no one likes us anymore how do we make them like us how about we make them hate us instead <laughs> <laughs> reverse psychology works every time <laughs> uh. yeah so we'll, we'll see what happens with that and they can't they can't compare to paramount plus and it's halo show so and such things as the Rugrats reboot. Oh god! And acclaimed Star Trek shows that people think is probably the superior Star Trek now, right? Yeah, I hear Star Trek Picard is the best it's ever been. All right, on to good things. All right, so no more news. Let us get into Horizon Two: The Forbidden West, and uh, of course, you know, once again, spoilers for everything, and we have it kind of laid out by topic. The way we're going to go here is talking about it. Um, where did I put it? Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going by gameplay. The game's kind of like size in the world. Uh, the story, the characters, the factions, uh, the robots, and uh, kind of looking forward to what comes next. And uh, I think actually the I'll, 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 I'll save the sound design for the robot stuff, the robot topic at the end there, because I feel like that right. actually works perfectly for it uh game so gameplay wise of course you know playing a game gameplay is the most important thing for the most part there and i gotta say uh this definitely improved on everything from the first game like the first game i definitely loved the bow combat i loved the spear combat like ranged melee all that stuff it was really fun the platforming was cool and the stealth worked out really well this one amplified i felt like everything from i guess their platforming to start off like 
Uh, they give you a lot more options where now you can... I couldn't remember. In the last game, did they highlight climbing? No, it's usually just like the the surfaces that you could climb had like yellow. paint or something on it. Yeah, now it's like there's a lot more climbing included into it, which I know like... I feel like the first game and Breath of the Wild came out at the same time. And yeah. the one thing people kept talking about for Breath of the Wild was you can climb everything. Yeah. And uh, in this one, it's not the case still. But there's a lot more like you could look at a bunch of rocks and some of them it'll be like you kind of use your um holy shit why did i just forget the name of it uh focus yeah use your focus and you could scan and see like oh you can climb this rock and stuff and you just start going up and they also now have a new tool called the the grapple and you just like hit x a couple times and you instead like kind of shoot like basically the Batman grapple hook up and you just like rope yourself up there so much faster. And it's such a cool tool because, you know, a lot of the game too, besides the combat and everything is platforming puzzles, trying to get through things like the cauldrons and everything else or those get are to fun. higher places. And to figure it out, like it's really cool just seeing like they're including all these different ways of like, all right, you have to go up this way, jump backwards then move up this way, uh, slide down this thing. And I've really enjoyed doing it. Like it's, it's not too, it's not, what would you call it? Repetitive or annoying. Like it's actually fun doing all of it. Yeah. I mean, it's not as like versatile as the halo grapple hook, which literally let you grapple onto like anything, but like it definitely was like a cool addition to platforming and like kind of broke up the, repetition of just like jumping from place to place i guess because yeah. like platforming was fine in the first game but it, there was nothing really anything special about it and i still wouldn't say that the platforming in horizon 2 is like one of the some of the best platforming i've ever done but it's definitely an improvement over the first yeah. thing it just feels like everything about this game and maybe it's just because like the first game was so amazing from like at the time it came out that it's saying that this game is like the it's just like the first game but improved in every way yeah i think it's just like sorry it's just it makes it sound like it's just more horizon but horizon one was like amazing and i literally replayed it entirely right before playing horizon 2 and i still enjoyed the shit out of playing horizon 2 right afterward and it's like almost the same uh gameplay just more shit to do like the grapple hook and like they even added more damage types which i don't know about purge water or uh plasma but yeah those are the two newer ones which i haven't honestly even used that much plasma personally but the, actually yeah. no, i haven't used purge water or plasma that much because they kind of unlocked late for me it's um, weird because like other than purge water traps like i found very few weapons that actually ha- like use purge water as like a um element yeah, I'm still, well, I'll get to it soon. But um, one other thing for it too is when I, like looking at this game, I can tell you right now, it's not like a newly innovative game that does groundbreaking new things. Like, you know, there's games that are groundbreaking. Like I would feel mm-hmm. like I would say God of War is groundbreaking. Um, and Red Dead Redemption was groundbreaking, things like that. But Hellblade Senua's uh, Sacrifice is groundbreaking. Uh, they, they do something that's new, that's innovative, and it really brings something to life, whether it is filling a world or whatever. But Horizon 2 takes things that are already great and just vastly improves them to where it feels like a superior version of not even just the first game, but that type of that type of game. 
yeah. it feels like one of the it's like oh this is state of the art compared to most others uh just maybe due to time but also it feels like they've really honed what was great about that first game that genre style and just improved it in every possible way to make it the best it could be or close to the best that it could be yeah. at that even point. melee combat was like that was definitely vastly improved from the first game because there's so the i guess talking more about besides just the platforming but the skill trees they give you six skill there's trees so many to go skill through. trees i think i've i've finished the hunting one like the archery one i finished the melee one i've yeah. finished the health one the survival one and right now i'm working on the infiltrator stealth one uh currently yeah i think my only complaint about the skill trees thing is just there are definitely and I guess it depends on how you really like to play, but there's definitely, for me, some of the skill trees were more useful than the others. I haven't like touched I, traps at all. That's the thing. Like, I did not touch traps or Machine Master until, like, really late, because I was like, I never override anything. I mostly just shoot things with my bows and stuff, like, whatever. I, but the I, problem was, there would be, like, weapon abilities and shit within those skill trees and i'm like well, i want those but yes. i don't want to spend points to get to those points like so that and i don't really know how you would fix that it's just but well it's it's it was just annoying. it's really you're having to choose what you want to do which i did at a certain point i would say there's nothing they really can do about that besides giving you choice considering you know it's a tree it's a tree yeah and uh for me what i would do so i was just i was going through hunting I was leveling up hunting at a certain point. I kind of stopped and I went, okay, yeah, I know I use the bow more than anything else. And I would appreciate not dying as fast in certain aspects in certain areas. Cause there are points when I would just actually get got, uh, which I actually talk about right after this, but they, uh, I want to say I got like two thirds through the hunting tree. And then I finally stopped and I had like a shit ton of points. I had a good amount of points. And instead of using them in the hunting tree, I just kind of looked and I'm like, Actually, if I get the first three of melee, the first three of health, and like the first couple of the stealth one, that might actually help me out a bit more uh, than actually just still going down this archery tree. So I kind of spread it out more for a little bit. And I'll only do like some of them just to get parts of the first like tiers of each of those ones, each of those uh, trees done. And then I went back to hunting and we finished it up. And then I would go through melee and then survival, uh, now infiltrator, which after infiltrator, I will do machine master. And then uh, trapping, uh, for sure. Because I do, I do want to complete all six. I do plan on completing all six, and I think it. I hope it's doable. I'm not too sure actually, but I think also uh, the ones I did choose first, and I'm sure you did too, more or less. Uh, those ones seem like they take the most points, also. Whereas, like you look at trapping, it looks like it's the smallest one. Uh, yeah, that was the other thing. I, it was weird that some of the trees were much longer than others. I mean, uh, it just kind of shows the usefulness, too, I think. I think they knew that, too, and they just gave you the option. And it's maybe. just kind of your choice where, you know, you can focus on one while still in the background, kind of updating the others more, uh, I guess, conservatively, but still updating them. So you are getting those boosts you want. Um, you're more focused, like, oh, let me just get that second tier big attack for archery. And then let me just get through, like, the first half of the first tier for the others and then go back to archery and do a little bit more um that way it's more you can balance it but it, it, it's really your choice of how you want to strategize it because it could be that i think for you potentially it would have been like you know you're in that chase for that tree you want to finish that tree 
but you also want the other stuff. And it was that annoyance of like, well, what do I want to do more? Do I want to finish this tree? Or do I want these other partial upgrades that I just kind of want to get yeah. uh, at the same time? Uh, which I will, I will say, at least in the combat. Um, one thing I, that always does kind of annoy me, uh, I only have like a few, I have like three complaints in this game, um, which actually one was just platforming. I think one time in one instance where I'm climbing those like in the cauldron, there's like the the pla- the climbing mechanics that pop out. Like it's like uh, bars. The uh, there was one time where I'd get there and then I have to like swing to the side and I'd get there and it just drops me off and I fall. And it happened like uh. to the same thing, like three times. And I'm like, the, the fuck is it broken? Uh, that was the one time it didn't work. Uh, I guess like one area. And then um, for the combat, the only thing that ever annoyed me was when you get attacked by certain machines, like, you know, they stagger you. They'll like knock you yeah. down and stagger you. So while you're down, they'll just hit you again. And you're just like literally nothing you can do. And it's just like, fuck. That, that was that, like that's that the only got, annoying thing. That got really frustrating when you get like put into a stun like animation over and over again, and you're just like, "Get up, Aloy! Just get the fuck up!" <laughs> and they they'll like consistently chase you like for some reason. You know they'll they'll with the AI like they'll choose to attack you, and then they'll like take a second and then attack you again. Like other times, like I just yeah. get up, attack me again, and right when I start running, attack me again and then again. So I can't even like I'm constantly like healing over and over and over, which would get a little annoying. But otherwise, like you know that's gets. I guess it's a combo of that being annoying that I feel like, you know, ease up a little bit, but also, and I was playing on normal too. Maybe I just suck, but otherwise it's also my own strategy of like, you know, just make sure you dodge better next time, I guess. Uh, even though some of their proximities are a little bit hard to dodge, even when you are dodging, it's like near impossible sometimes. Um, but otherwise the, the weapons I enjoyed, but I will say easily, even though I have access to like trip casters, the, the launchers and everything else and traps and everything, I just loved using bows only practically. Like, yeah. I just loved, which the first game I used the slingshot a lot. Um, this one, I, I just been using the bows a lot. I like that they added like sniper bows, essentially. Yes, that, that's been good. Except those bows are hard. At least uh, I got the regala bow. And the ammunition for that, because the resources it takes for the, not the, I think it's the, no. The sludge, yeah. The advanced hardpoint arrows, I think, are the hardest to pr- produce because they the resources for that just dry up immediately. Because um, I forget what it takes besides just like, you know, the standard like wood and shards. Um, I think it's like the sludge stuff. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what it, yeah. So that's like, I, I didn't realize when I'm like, oh, I can't craft any more of these, fuck. <laughs> And I just yeah. went to regular hard point. Um, but I will say advanced hunting arrows are actually pretty. I'm almost starting to use those more than the hard point at this point. Because they I just rapidly shoot and it works and it's powerful enough. Um, especially after a full hunting tree yeah. upgrade. I kind of liked the warrior bow. Like it, I didn't like it in the beginning, but I got one eventually that had like a bunch of different damage types on it. And it was really good for just like building up whatever that uh, status effect was. Because mm. you could fire them so quickly. Yeah. Uh, I also liked the like rapid fire gun kind of thing, except that you had to reload it and it constantly, especially if you tried to swap uh, damage types real quick, it took so long to use. Mm. Um, I liked the spike launchers because you're basically just throwing explosive or it's kind of like a like discus. Javelins. It's like a it's almost like a discus throw. Uh. Yeah, well, no, and then there's the disc launcher. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah, and, like, those... 
I wanted to like that so bad because I thought it was such a cool idea. I kept missing. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> I was like, fuck. It, like, it, it has this thing where if you can... Because the charge uh, time takes a while, too. By the time you yeah. charge it and you throw it, and if you miss, you're just kind of like, was this worth it? And when I could and have like, shot three shots already with my arrows. Yeah, and like maybe if they had made it so that if you keep catching it, the damage is increased like a little bit more each time. Yeah. Uh, until you miss or whatever, like that'd be fine. But what they did instead was like, if you can throw the thing, hit the the machine that you're attacking, and then it like bounces back and you catch it like three times on the fourth shot, it'll do like an extra amount of damage. And it did do a shit ton of damage if you could get that. Yeah. But the amount of times that I either like missed with either like the machine, either missed the machine entirely or just like missed catching the thing because it doesn't always go the same way. Yeah. Like I just found those not useful at all. So I like that they added more variety to the, to the weapon types and stuff like that. But it's just unfortunate that I, yeah, I mostly just defaulted back to like the bow and like maybe yeah. the trip caster for like traps and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, otherwise, cause like in the other weapon, I think, cause there's, you know, there's two types of bows in terms of like format. There's like the regular bow that has range and accuracy. And then there's those like warrior bows that are much more compacted. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate this fuck. Cause like, if you're not ranged, if you're ranged at all, they don't yeah, work. And it sucks. Cause that's like, range. I think I was using that a bit for electric and maybe fire. And the enemy is like far away and I'm like missing all these shots. And I'm just like, Oh, I can't hit anything with this fucking shit. So I'd have to like run so close to them and risk like dying just to like get that stun in. And once I got the options for the longbow, I'm just like, okay, I'm, you know, like hunting bow over warrior bow any day. Like that's not even a question for sure. I just don't like that one at all. Uh, otherwise, like looking at the spear combat, I really do like that they give you all these combos that you can do. Like the fact that you can mm-hmm. do like kind of the the build up where if you hit an enemy enough times, all of a sudden you'll get the blue glow, and then you just hit them with the bow, and it like kind of stuns them, but also does like an extra damage increase. Yeah. Uh, from doing the special combinations, and I've really enjoyed. Like it, it does make it so. You know, at certain enemies, I think the spear works in both games where, you know, if it's a smaller enemy, you just do the charged, like, heavy attack just to knock them down and do a quick, like, critical hit and kills them pretty much instantaneously for the most part. Uh, and in this one, because you have these combos, though, that really line up better, there were slightly bigger enemies that I would do more melee to instead of just running the fuck away to get ranged again. Um Except for, you know, I'm not going to do that with, like, a thunder jaw. <laughs> just run up to a thunder jaw. Yeah. Ah, I'm going to shoot the spear and then just die. Um, I will say, like, in terms of the arrows, I definitely used, like, I kind of specifically would use three. Uh, hard point, uh, regular hunting arrows, and then the, um, I forget what they're called, but the armor breaking arrows. The ones that would, like, detach. Oh, um, uh, tear? Tear, arrows? tearing arrows. I expect because those I always use specifically with Thunder Jaws. Uh, what's the elephant one? The mammoth um, Tremor Tusk. Tremor Tusk because they have the launchers. Uh, I'll do that with the Ravagers maybe, and um, the what is it? The hippos too? No, yeah, no, I don't do that with the hippos. The not the wide maws. Um, 
but I would usually do it for anything with a, a weapon or otherwise I started using it. I realized I didn't just use it for that because I also wanted to get the resources off of certain uh, machines because uh, I realized it's hard sometimes to get certain things. Like if you kill it, you don't get the special yeah. like gold or purple resource. So I would just uh, aim for that too, especially if it's something with antlers or tusks. I would just be like either that or just use like a special arrow like the hard point or hunting arrow, I guess, uh, to just go for that. And I just aim for those first. I do actually also love the fact that with your focus now, besides highlighting the enemy, you can highlight a specific part to go for. And it highlights yeah, that part that, too. That's that was such really a, nice. That, that's really useful. Uh, the only thing that's been the most annoying was specifically with wide moss because their tusks are like, are like the yeah, inside. Yeah, they're like tucked inside for whatever like, reason. like, oh, burn up a piece of shit <laughs> so yeah. I can get your tusks. Uh, that was always crazy. Um, otherwise, yeah, the other, I would say the other mechanics, I really like the glider. The glider, like, yeah, I love the fact nice. that they made travel so much easier now. Um, it's At least like so when you wonderful. get out to the top of a mountain, you're just like, you don't have to look for a grapple point. You could just be like, I'll just jump. Yeah, I still need to get that trophy for um, you hover down. You're gliding, I think, for a strong amount of time. Yeah, I got that really early somehow. I just like I got to a point that was like super high up and I was like, oh, I'm definitely jumping off this. <laughs> I'm excited too now because, you know, with the Sunwing, it's Sunwing, right? Yeah, uh, that I could just fly to a high point and just do that instead of climb all the way up. And do it's that. very true. I, didn't I, I love this. Uh, uh, I guess we'll talk about it more in the yes, the the mounts. Do we want to talk about the mounts here and the robots? Let's talk about it here, I guess, because okay. like I was real. One of the things that annoyed me about the first game was I did not like riding uh, a mount like I just. Oh, the charger. Yeah, they just like the controls didn't feel super good and it, it wasn't very good at like following the road. Like I, I just I remember thinking while replaying Horizon one that like, damn, I really hope they improve like uh, riding around on a mount in the second game because like it can't be better uh, worse than this and it's like they kind of just it's exactly the same like they i i often was frustrated by my like riding a mount in horizon forbidden west i i don't know i didn't like it oh I, I, so i actually really like mounts in this one um I didn't like how some of them would just die pretty much fast if there was an enemy around oh they that was just, also really annoying they were like, a lot weaker than their wild I, counterparts i tried mounted combat a few times and it just it never worked for me i realized uh the, okay the one thing i didn't like was i realized the repair uh it takes so much it takes so much that i'm like okay from now on, i'm just not repairing anymore i'm I'd just rather catch another one at this point yeah. the, i did it once and when i saw how many shards i lost i was legitimately just more i was i was kind of like uh i felt defeated i was like no my money <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they've invested wrong it's like having a when your pet's sick and you're just like i spent all of this money on my pet and i'm just like god damn uh i mean at but, least it was cool that there there was more options for mounts than well yeah that's what i wanted to get to uh charger like i like i thought riding a bristleback was pretty cool but bristleback like, was useful though because not only oh, if and you they just, also found you shit too they they well they they would produce they would be producing and then it was supposed to be like the it was supposed to be like like shit for truffles yeah yeah and uh they would just yeah let the thing go and you get your metal shards out of it and the best part was you just stop at a settlement leave it right outside 
And that's the best part. Like, don't fast travel to a settlement. You go to like the nearest um, campfire near it, get to it on your bristleback, leave your bristleback outside, go and do all the shit you need to do, come out. There's like six pods waiting for you to open with all the shards. And you're like, oh, cool. All right. I just made like 20 shards. Like, it's not much, but it's like, cool. It's free shards just for doing shit and having your your, uh, car wait outside. (laughs) I just hated that. Like the Clostrider, I wanted to like, but there's so much slower than everything else. I haven't ridden it. I just got the override for it. It's um, like, it's cool that they'll fight for you, but they it's literally so much slower than the Charger. I was like, oh, why would I ever have is one that of these? the? Is it? Are those the three? How many? Did you get the mount trophy yet or no? Yeah. I so is have. it the land mounts, just those three? Is it the Charger, the Bristleback? And yeah, I think the, it's just those. Okay. And then for flying, though, the Sunwing is amazing. Yeah, the controls on that are actually surprisingly good. It's That's so much fun. It, it gets you everywhere fast, and I love it. I'm like, oh, my God, this is like... I f- the minute it died once on me, and I legitimately let myself die. I was like, I don't want to go look for a new one. I'm just going to let myself die. Because it, it was right before a save point, so I'm just like, I'd rather die, have the Sunwing... Then I got shot down by stalkers. It literally, the stalker shot me down and it died like instantly from the stalker lasers. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. But uh, Dude, I also love that like one, it'll pick you up. It'll pick you, you up or you can like, grapple hella it. Hella fast. And yeah, if it's just hovering like overhead because you jumped off of it or whatever, you can grapple onto it. And it's so satisfying. Satisfaction and, like, is amazing. It. I think the sun wing- cooler is if you're like, uh gliding down somewhere and you call it it'll grab you straight out of the air yeah that's i think cool. um the sunwing and the bow are now two uh well the thing is that the haptic feedback i guess kind of moving into that a little bit um is really good like i've really enjoyed the fact that when you draw your bow you feel the, you it feel the really pressure cool. on it and it feels good because it's one of those things and when you where... let go it like flicks back at your finger like a bowstring like snap yeah. back and it's one of those things where something PlayStation started for me, at least maybe I never noticed before, but I think it's something that they did that I started really noticing of like, I feel a feeling using something in a game where it actually feels good, not just like in the game, but like you feel it outside of the game and it feels good to you. And that started with the, it started in 2018, the Leviathan Axe Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Spider-Man Swinging are two things where mechanically in and outside of the game, felt amazing and i'm like this is actually the best feeling of a game i've ever had dude especially with miles morales and i guess the uh remastered version where like as you're swinging like they'll put more tension on the Mm -hmm. triggers and as you get like past the bottom part of the arc the tension releases because it's like that's how gravity would work and i was just like fuck that's so cool honestly i haptic feedback is this is not my favorite controller Mm -hmm. by far because of the haptic feedback i love the fact that there's more innovation within the controller itself and i hope more games do it but like yeah now uh, honestly, joining the joining the axe and the swinging i feel like is the bow like the the feeling you get from using the bow now is actually really fucking yeah. good like i love shooting besides the fact that i always loved archery like it's so it's so fucking satisfying completely satisfying it's great um and the, even when you're prying open a door <laughs> Like it feels yeah. good. The only uh resistive trigger thing I didn't like was the fire gleam. 
Because it, it just was like hard to do, and I didn't get what they were trying to do there. Were they trying to simulate how it hard in. it is? You gotta, you gotta to shove it in the there. Man. Just gotta shove it in there. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, that was the only one. But like, definitely but one. Also, of the, ones the fire that, when you <laughs> you have to get out of the way, you're like, good cover. I don't yeah. want to get damaged. But definitely one of the ones that was more satisfying was when you were prying open a like ancient oh. uh, uh, compartment, and it's like a car hood or whatever oh yeah and she like kind of levers her spear a bit and it it does like resistance back and forth on the uh, trigger to simulate like what she's doing with the spear and it, that is actually really like super immersive yeah it's also like i don't know about you but i've back, back on the playstation 4 almost every game that had like a like some mechanic that used the speaker on the controller i immediately turned off because i was like the speaker is a piece of shit i, I don't want to use it but the, the PS5, I don't know if just they're, like, better at doing specific sounds through the controller now, or if it's just, like, the speaker is, like, good enough. Oh, because it's, like, the audio tracks are usually through there? Yeah. I wouldn't like, know. I, I've been, I the entire time I've been playing with my SteelArctus 7 headset. Yeah, no, that's that's probably the best way to do it, for sure. But I, I just, I've noticed that I actually, not only am I not bothered by them doing some of the sounds through the speaker, but, like, the sounds that they do use are all like things that would be literally right next to Aloy or like so it's like the sound of her focus turning on or the sound of like you know the bowstring pulling back and stuff like that and it's like having that like depth to the audio of the game of having some of the sounds like right where you are physically just like kind of pulls you in more it's interesting makes sense honestly and because it does feel it too at least with the headset and everything else um I will say too it is one thing I, I really, because my, I've had my headset for years now. I, I don't even, I think I had it when I was still in the light. Like I've had this thing for, I don't even know how long, but the, uh, God, it's probably like four or five years old at this point. Um, knowing the Tempest audio and I don't have it with this headset. I either want to get a PlayStation headset or one of the other headsets that do have Tempest audio. And yeah. it, it's funny because I'm, I'm going to, Platinum and beat this game before I would get that because I'm probably going to wait for my birthday for that. Uh, I might just get it for myself or something, but I, I can't make too many purchases at this moment. Uh, the I, I do want to... I'm almost tempted to go back just so I can hear what it sounds like with the Tempest because it's just sound... The 3D audio just sounds so interesting. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't... I haven't heard it, but the idea of it sounds so fucking good and the fact it that is. I already enjoy the sound, I can imagine it's that much better. It is, like, super immersive. Like... I mean, the first game I really got a, uh, a taste for it was Returnal. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, for this game, just all the sounds around you are so immersive. Like, just walking through a town is like a different experience. Because it's like, it feels like it's all around you. That sounds really fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, I'm trying to think, is there any other, any other gameplay stuff? Or are we good to move on? I guess the only other thing is just, like, one of the other things they tried to add to combat was, like, the Valor Surges. And oh, yeah. They kind of... I, I didn't use them all that often. I didn't find them super necessary. Like, your or... special attacks. I only used them if it was something absolutely necessary because it does take time to rebuild the that bar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do the, the one... I haven't really tried any of them out, honestly. I've just been doing the one where it's five shots uh, with increased damage. Uh, yeah, power shots. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I use. Yeah. Um, and then I I would hate it if it's a stupid robot that would like 
it's the part I'm aiming at is like one of the ones that stick out and they just slightly move. So I miss one of those five shots and I'm like, mm. you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> so even in slow motion, I'm just like, <gasps> but you know, uh, but otherwise moving on to the next portion of it. So this is what I've been actually wanting to talk about too, is the game size and the world itself of like activities, everything you can do in the game, how much, it ta- how long it takes and everything else. And uh, for me, uh, what I've gotten through is the main story. I've gotten through almost all of the side missions. I'm not sure I have maybe one to three left. At least right now, I just have one left on my thing, but I don't know if I'm missing some in any places. So there yeah. might be a few more. Uh, I have some multiple errands left. I've done all the tall necks. I'm down on to the last two cauldrons. And um, I actually, am, that's the next thing I'm doing is the last two cauldrons because I just want to get all the overrides in and see what which ones I have to uncorrupt. But uh, otherwise, like... I have to do like the hunting lodges. The I've done like two hunting lodges uh, or hunting challenges. I still have to do like besides the first one, all the melee, uh, the pit fighting, and everything else. So there's a lot to do still. And I gotta say, I'm looking forward to all of it. There's nothing I'm dreading doing. I like the game. The game size here is it takes a lot of hours, but I'm looking at it being less than a hundred. It's not gonna take a hundred hours to do all of this. And the fact that I've gotten through as much as I did in the time that I did makes me feel really good to the fact that like I did all the main shit I wanted to get done, but there's so much more to do and I'm excited to do every single thing on the map, which is hard for me to say for most things now in this era of like nonstop open world games that just don't seem to ever stop coming to the point where like I've said it multiple times before in other uh, episodes, but Ubisoft And their games like that is kind of like example A of like, I'm exhausted. And I always go back to it. My primary example of what not to do is Assassin's Creed Odyssey, where I actually dreaded um, a lot of the missions. uh, Because I was like, fuck, it's still not over. This is so long. This is so tedious. There's so much shit to do. I have to buy fucking resources with actual money if I want to upgrade my goddamn ship or like do countless amounts of quests that don't even have any relevance to story. And what I really loved about all the side missions in this was they all had a story. They all, none of them were something stupid. Like it was like, oh shit, yo, there was a flood here. We need help. We've like lost all these people. Can you help us find them? And each one's talking about like, oh, you know, I did this. And oh, the reason like uh, this person's so worried about me is because this thing happened. And you're like, oh shit, that makes sense. But everything in that world feels like it has a purpose. And the challenges, like I'll say for myself, I am normally someone that hates challenge modes challenge rooms challenge trials i never cared about that shit that's not something i've ever been interested in which is why i've always hated having the platinum spider-man games because i hate doing all those fucking speedball or whatever the fucker name was and i'm guessing Uh, the arkham games because of the challenge uh things in there yeah like all those i never liked the challenge like that's i think that would stop me from doing platinums and arkham was because i didn't want to do the challenge rooms and i'm just like i don't feel like doing this it's enough where I would rather not get the platinum than do this. And uh, Horizon is one of the few things because it's so innovative. It's not just like go in, fight or do thing. It actually feels good because I'm still fighting these robots and like sneaking past them and stuff. And they're not actually too hard depending on what they are. Like I can, it took me almost like one to two try. It took like two to three tries at the most for all the stealth ones. I would just like figured it out and I'm like, oh, I'm fucking done. Easy. Boom good to go 
And uh, yeah, I just feel like everything in this game has a point and a purpose and it all actually feels good to do. And I feel incentivized and it like and motivated to do it all without complaint. Yeah, I mean, it's so fun to hunt these monsters or these machines and stuff that like one of the cool things you can do is that you can upgrade all your weapons and armor and stuff, which that's not exactly unique to Horizon. But you can create jobs to do, which are like your own side missions just to find the resources for those. And it'll show you where to uh, get them on the map. And so I literally am just like, you know what? I put 80 hours into this game. I still have some question marks on the map that I want to go to. And like, you know what? I might actually spend the time to literally just upgrade the things that I use most that I like never got around to doing because it's just fun to hunt these things. And it's just cool that you can basically make your own objectives in this game. I do want to like, um, one thing I do want to do, like I I did like, I'm trying to buy every single outfit and weapon available at the stores. I'll do that, which because I'm not going to upgrade them all, but I just want to get them all. And because there's like no limit. And once I do have everything, because that's what I want to do. I want to have everything and then go through it and go, this is the outfit. I'm going to fully upgrade. These are the weapons I'm going to fully upgrade. And just those ones that I use, I'm going to go in and fully upgrade all of that stuff, which I think I'm going to do after... After the cauldrons, I'm just going to do all the uh, hunting and melee stuff just because I know those unlock weapons and armor too. So that way I have all of that specific shit good to go. And then once I have all of the stuff I want fully upgraded and everything else, that's when I'm going to go and do everything else in the world that I'm missing. Even the side missions, errands, all that shit. And uh, one other thing about it too is the fact that like they're, they, they did it in the last game, but the upgrades to like pouches and ammunition and stuff like that when you're hunting actual animals not robots um i'm also i'm not as annoyed this time doing it it does feel like there's a much more populated amount of them so it's not as hard like i could just keep shooting like everywhere and i'm like cool all right i don't feel as annoyed having to hunt all these animals this time um i just wish they didn't make the sound of the fox dying so horrid um, yeah, actually, hey, I hate doing that. But luckily, <laughs> right. I finished with the fox, so I don't have to kill any more foxes. Now I have to kill fucking rabbits and prairie dogs. <laughs> I do find it really funny that, like, the first time I, f- I saw a peccary, I was like, "Oh shit, it's a peccary!" <laughs> God, yeah. I love that. It, your first instance when they show you a new animal, you go, oh, "A new animal!" and you fucking murder it. You're like, "I need to fucking kill this thing." <laughs> I like, I got to the desert, and I'm like, "Oh, horned lizard! I need some of those." <laughs> <laughs> That's okay literally what i kept doing god it was, it, i also love when you're on your mount and you just hear ah! <laughs> and you look yeah. and you're like oh i killed something you'll just go back to be like <laughs> "Ooh, free stuff <laughs> yeah you're like oh I, I need this I, I would go back every single time to get it it's so it was always worth it every time i loved it um so would you say though the the size of the game is very much adequate and just at i least think it's for, honestly it might even be bigger than it needs to be like the world is huge and like Dude, when I first loaded into the game, I was just like, whole, or, and like looked at the map. I was just like, oh my God, it just keeps going. Dude, that's what I was afraid of when I first started because I'm like, I, you know, the deadline. So I'm like, oh no. And I get like all these missions done. I'm like, I must be reaching the end of the map. And I look and it's like this much more. And I'm like, yeah. oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> I think my only major complaint is just San Francisco itself was like so central in so much of the like advertising and stuff. And it was like, tiny little island off to the side yeah 
I, I'm not too annoyed. I, I will say, well, I guess we'll get to it when we get to um, the factions, because I think, honestly, the factions kind of go with the world itself of, like, the, yeah. the terrains and the oh, no, The shit that you do there is super cool. I'll give yeah. it that. But I'll save it for that, because I feel like each, you know, like, each different biosphere had, each each faction had their own biosphere. And I yeah. think we'll get to that uh, in a little bit. But um, anything else, Even I guess. it's an octet, like, multiple places. Yeah. Uh, but I guess in time investment, do you feel like it's a good investment of time? Do you feel like it's taking too much time? Uh, so far the for me, hand, I'm very happy. Like I will say right now, I'm very happy with the amount of time I put in and I have no issue putting in the amount of time it's going to take to get everything done. Like I actually feel fine. I'm like, this is a yeah. good investment compared to Assassin's Creed Odyssey once again, where I actually was like, you stole my fucking time. You sense of bitches. Yeah. Like yeah. on the one hand, 80 hours is like a lot to put into a game nowadays. And I think it's actually more than I spent in the first game. Yeah. But we literally both just said we, we both still want to play more. Yeah. So clearly like I did not regret spending that much time in that game. And like, it's, I think absolutely worth your time. Nothing felt like a chore to do. It was just fun. Yeah. Or just like this, all the story bits were interesting and like, I can't think of a side quest that I wasn't like, oh, this person again or, or whatever. Yeah, very much so. Uh, moving on to the story. Uh, I got to say, this story felt so much more alive than the previous one. I think it's because, I guess, including in the story is the dialogue. Uh, one of my biggest oh, complaints yeah, of the dude. first game was like the facial animations for the dialogue and the dialogue itself. Because the dialogue the animations itself, for every conversation are so detailed, so much detail, and you actually feel like even all these random minor characters, like they have full like you feel the emotion there, and you're like for the most part, and you're like, oh, this is really good. And each one is a different voice, a different personality, and they all come to life. Like I just did one yesterday where I forget one of the Sky Clan guys. He it was like the climbing mission where the brother went up to like get the flower at the top of the mountain. Oh, yeah. And uh, one of the guys down there, he was wearing women's armor. And he's like, yeah, people, you know, made fun of me for making women's armor, but I don't care. And it's like, I got what they were trying to do there. But the way his voice was, was very just nonchalant. And no one else in the game had a voice or personality like that. And I'm like, yeah, everything feels fucking unique. And... I loved it. I, I was surprised because, like, you know, in other games, you, you, play, and play, you play Skyrim, you know? Dude. And it's all the same guy it feels like in Skyrim. <laughs> Even, like, the marshal that you meet in the beginning of the game that, like, dies, Fashav. Like, he, you... They, like, they really trick you. You're like, oh, Fashav's... Oh, he did. Yeah. <laughs> immediately. Like, you meet him so briefly, but he makes such an impression that, like, yeah. every time I found one of his, like, uh, journal entries in, like, a new, like, Tanakh settlement I got to I was just like oh shit I get to learn more about uh, Fashav and it's just like damn I'm actually sad that he's dead because yeah like he like he's such a cool character and he's just like a small teeny tiny bit in the beginning of the game it makes <laughs> you sad too because he's literally uh he was a person of when you look at the politics of that world in the in that world the politics in that world and the potential for growth and prosperity he was literally the key to it all. And then he just dies and you're like, oh my God, like actual yeah. like alliances, culture swapping, every like all of this potential progression of the societies was literally halted by this one man's death, which is insane. Yeah. <laughs> when you really think about it in the game and you're like, fuck, it kind of, it kind of sucks actually. Um, but 
like yeah everything comes to life everything feels really good like i said the there's no stiff dialogue anymore the you animations like aren't a major sense of like urgency yeah. in your mission because like you Each get one. to go around the world and see like shit's bad yeah. Like you need to fix things fast. You you do feel the world being threatened and each one is usually because of that, but it's a different thing. It's like, oh, well, there's so many different uh sub functions that are out there and each one has a specific function and you see all of the issues of each one. It's like, oh, the weather has caused our water to uh be gone or the robots that Hephaestus is making is fucking killing us here or the, you know, yeah. the red the red like- shit in the river and stuff like that. Yeah, or um, the, the blight plants that are, like, eating up the Utaro-like fields. Like, yeah, and yeah. they're the land gods and shit. Like, each thing feels dire to them, and you're just, like, you're giving them temporary solutions while also doing the overall main thing of trying to fix them by capturing the subfunctions. What's also super cool is that throughout the game, like, you notice that you actually do see that you're making an impact on the world. Yeah. Like, when you take out... Um, uh, whatever the sub function that like govern plant life and stuff. Demeter. Demeter. Uh, the, yeah, there's less red growth everywhere. Yeah, like the, the red plants go away and like that stops being a problem for you and you get to see plain song come back. Like the uh you like you go to uh like chain scrape in the beginning, you like kind of get rid of that like shitty boss and give like the people uh, put the people back to work because they wanted to be at work and that guy was just being like a, a you know, money grubbing asshole. Like you see that town change for the better. Yeah. Like, and there used to be like storms going on all over the place. And then like you take care of, um, again, I forget which one is the one. Aether. And the storms go away. And like, there's there's a lot less. Yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. It's been really cool seeing all that happen. And uh, through it, I guess like, the certain missions really stick out. Like, I think, because, you I mean, like, you know, there's the three main functions you get, which is Aether, Poseidon, and Demeter. And each one kind of does something different where, you know, Aether, you have to do all the shit for the Tanakh because of uh, Hikaru. And uh, he, Dude, like... Hikaru is one of the coolest new characters. Yeah. And, you know, you see that whole Tanakh, uh, like, their whole culture, which we'll talk about in a bit. But, like, um, it's really cool with that. You have Poseidon, which I think out of the three, Poseidon was my favorite because you go to Vegas. I think so too, yeah. And I really did love the personality. I almost, Dude, those three characters. The Ostrom fuck with me all the time. I look at the Ostrom, I'm like, yeah, the dwarves. And I'm like, no, they're Ostrom. They're not. They're still people. They're, they're, not, they're not a different race of being. They're still just Dude, humans. I don't know which one is my favorite, but it, it might be Stemmer. Just the, uh, the, the word narrator. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, blah, 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 blah. She's a- like, Aloy's like, stop, just stop. Please. Yeah, he just has such an interesting way of speaking. And he, like, literally basically narrates everything because he's like, that's what I do. It's my job. I, I think, like, because that's where you feel like that. I was trying to say multiple times, uh, but we just kept stemming away from it. But when you look at the first game, and besides the stiff uh, dialogue, but the facial animations, like, I always complain the shit out about that, which I, why I liked um, the Frozen Wet, was it the Frozen, frozen Wilds? Wilds. Uh, is because they fixed it in expansion. It wasn't even a different game. They fixed it and it felt great. In this one, it's like even better. And you feel like happy watching these cutscenes instead of being like, skip, skip, skip. Dude, there were literally times where I was playing this game where I was just like, how do they make it look so good? But that's why the the three Osram at Vegas 
I was so like the they put the music on there and it works so well with them when they're talking. And he's like, yeah, my grandpa. And you look at them and you're like, you have the accountant and he's just like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you have this guy and he has like the full dream. And then you have the other guy and he's just smiling. And he just looks like a, such a happy guy and he like narrates and everything else. But that actually felt, I kid you not, it actually felt like magic in a story. It felt so nice and so like it felt very warm that's what i want to that's what i was looking for that mission felt incredibly warm in the way they told that story and had those characters just by the way they the, talk and their yeah, personality and then, and then when you bring the lights back to vegas and he's just like this is exactly how my grandfather like described it to me or or what he hoped to see and i was just like oh that hit me that hit me yeah. good it was so fucking and like you know at the end you see Aaron there too and he's just like oh my fucking god like in the in the end credits stuff uh and it's just so they do such a good job with making it feel they they make that world feel alive it's not just like you're running through and they're like bad bad it's like you better watch yourself and here in the in Skyrim you'll go to Aaron yeah. and town and shit and here you're just like every character feels alive and every single time you do something depending on the town they'll be like hey you're the champion you beat like you defended hikaru oh you fucking flew on the sunwing like i i yeah. know you like it it all comes to life and it's so fucking good but i guess like the the main story itself like it does a really good continuation of like i, oh, I did not expect the zenith thing <laughs> to be like fucking zenith. i was like space i was like wait they didn't die and it was like oh i guess i guess they made a colony on like serious it's their or descendants whatever. yeah and it's like no it's just straight up them they made themselves immortal somehow like what <laughs> they're only immortal until i kill them which yeah. is pretty much the, the i love when it shows that one and she's like fucking pests and then they test the the machine on her and she's like my yeah. shield and he's like and some dude just like stabs her <laughs> just fucking stabs her and she's like oh i'm dying after a yeah. thousand years. Like, it was just so interesting to see, like, the villains in this game are humans, not only from a thousand years ago, yeah. but that have continued to improve. And it's just like, how, how could in a... terms of, like, tech, but otherwise, but very much self-serving tech. Yeah. And they just seem like they're, like, the whole thing when Tilda's talking about everything of, like, yeah, they just go into virtual reality. And I'm just like, Ready Player One was fucking stupid. I told all of you. <laughs> yeah. Like... It, it was just de definitely not something I I saw coming. Even with like the beginning of the game where like you literally go to a Zenith base and it's just like you like sh you're trying to find a copy of Gaia somewhere maybe and like that's one of the last places that Aloy can think of. And you learn like more about the Zeniths there, but I, I still assumed that their ship exploded like they said yeah. they did. And no, just for some reason, they just wanted to escape. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. And then you find out why they want to escape. But, you know, we'll get to I think that talk will be more in the Horizon 3 talk at the end. Yeah. But just going through the story, um, I really love the pacing of it where it felt it's one of those things where it's hard because it feels so dire. But you're doing all these other things along the way. Um, but I think it's also one of those things where it reminds you like, yo, when you're saving the world, you got to remember to stay human. And all yeah. those side missions and errands are all the things that remind you to stay human throughout it the, also, the, the mission. It also helps that 
your time frame isn't like days it's, it's months it's like months because like every time you go back to gaia after you find a copy of her and like you're basically her up, fighting global warming yeah and she's like okay i found <laughs> one of the three sub functions how long till we all die like with the power of this one i have like i can stave off like total biosphere collapse for another few months and it's just like yeah okay so by the end of the game we have maybe a year left to get hephaestus back yeah, it really, it, you really do improve. Because by the end of it, too, you not only get... Because you get Aether, you get uh, Poseidon and Demeter, and you already have uh, Minerva. And you get Hephaestus, and then you gotta, like, unleash him to be like, yes, we need yes, a distraction. Yes. <laughs> but you end up getting... Um, um, what was the one with the E? U, E... The, the one you go to get Beta. Oh, Eleuthia? Eleuthia, Artemis, and Apollo. You do get them. Oh, you do get Apollo. Okay. Yeah, you do so get that's gonna them. be interesting for the uh, next game. Yeah, because remember the the Zeniths had them already, and yeah. when you got Gaia from it because they put them all together already. So you basically uh, okay. reclaimed it all. That's why Silence is like, yeah, I'm gonna stay here. You gotta follow. Like I'm excited. Yeah, this is everything I wanted. That was so cool. He was like about to like peace off and go somewhere else. Do like, yeah, I'm just gonna take the Zenith ships and uh, ship and go somewhere where I can like make just a learn. colony or whatever. Yeah, and just like live and learn about stuff. And then and then he like comes back. Yeah. And which we'll talk uh, through his character, but like, uh, I because th- what is it? Nine sub functions. So you get seven of them because it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, the only uh, two left are like Hephaestus and uh, Hades. Hades, Hades which we apparently Hades. don't need or want Hades. Yes. So you kill Hades already and it's just Hephaestus. So it's like, it does show like kind of like your. We'll, we'll talk about it later. I almost feel bad for Hephaestus when you, or sorry, Hades, when you find him again. It's just like barely dude, functioning him dementia yeah <laughs> dude that was, was like, so oh, funny fuck. though that like he's like trying to he's like well it's sentient so it there has to be a way to torture it somehow and he <laughs> found he gave it like happy images and apparently that triggers it it's, it's, it's like, like uh it was a, just like frieza when frieza goes to hell it's just a fucking wonderland yeah <laughs> Like, it's the same fucking shit. It's, it's like, oh, my fucking God, I can't believe this. And it makes you sad a little bit because, you know, like, Hades originally, because remember, Travis Tate was the guy that, like, created Hades, and Hades yeah. had a specific function before that was supposed to be, like, you know, just do this in case, but it got to the point where, oh, right, you know, this is bad. We should get rid of it. It's not good. Yeah. Um, but uh, otherwise, it's very cohesive. It's straightforward. I do like, like I said, that at the end of the game, they explain, like, because the whole time I was like, why would... I mean, I guess the Zeniths would, like, wake up uh, Hades and, like, you know, destroy the Earth biosphere to make it their own. But, like, I feel like there's easier ways to do that than, like, literally give sentience to a bunch of AIs. Yeah. And then you find out, no, another AI did that. Yeah. It's and I guess it was, like, worse. freeing its brethren or whatever. Yeah. Well, no, it just did. It freed Hades because it was, like, it, it's, like, when... Thanos sent out Loki. It was like, hey, do this thing. Yeah. And then Loki loses, like, I'll do this myself. And, you know, and the so, comes out. That is interesting that there's, like, I guess a swarm of alien-ish robot AIs. It's AI coming based to Earth. on the fucking other, uh, based on the Zenith minds. But yeah. It's like, you realize like, it's a bunch evil. of self serving assholes that made digital versions of these self serving assholes and now. These self-serving assholes are self-serving, so they don't care about the human self-serving assholes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like so that's gonna I be super interesting for the third one. Yeah, it's gonna be very 
interesting what ex yeah well, well yeah like i said we'll get to it but um anything else for the story itself like the, the the plot of it really worked of like hey the world's ending all these global catastrophe like all these environmental catastrophes are occurring uh and we need all the subfunctions to get it uh along the way you know aloy finds like all these other characters through it like the whole the i guess the premise of aloy's story is also you can't do this alone and you have to yeah. learn to accept other people because she the whole thing you watch at the first game or play through the first game is she's so self-sufficient and self-reliant because that's how she was raised because she was an outcast and she's not used to it all so you see the growth of her character which i guess getting into the character talk of aloy is fun to watch her growth of someone who is very much like i'll just do this myself but i don't like i'm thinking of the world but i'm not thinking of the people too much like i'm helping the people but I don't think about my relation to these people. Yeah. Uh, which you sort of get in Horizon 1 of like more relationship building, but not much to the point where, you know, you see her try to shake Varl and Aaron any chance she gets in the beginning. And then eventually they're just like, you know, you're not going to, we're, we're here to stay. You can't yeah. get rid of us. And then eventually you grow your party, which I really like that it was literally one representative from each civilization. I think it's hollow might be my favorite. That dude yeah. is cool. Well, well, yeah. So, like, I guess besides, like, Aloy, is there anything else really to talk about her besides the fact that, you know, she you see her growth of, like, seeing how she measures up to Elizabeth Sobek and um, really her being her own person of, you know, it's okay to finally rely on others and just work together. I don't, I, ha I can start delegating now. Like, I think she starts one of the, delegating by the end of the game. I think one of the best examples of that was when she was having that like argument with beta like towards the end where beta is like i literally can't do this i'm not like you i don't know why i we're literally clones of the same person but i just don't have whatever it is that you had and and aloy realizes like oh i, I had, had rost yeah and he taught me how to do all these things and how to take care of myself you've been literally alone your entire life and just like you know the only train like access to anything you had was like the, the apollo learning program and like yeah, the, until the like helped her a little bit with like the virtual shit yeah but like other than that she's basically been entirely isolated her entire life so yeah. like i liked that revelation that uh, aloy had of like oh i do gain stuff from other people like i maybe it is worth it to like lean on other people from time to time yeah which speaking of like beta uh was very out of left field when they that first showed her i was like <laughs> yeah i was like wait is that another sobek what <laughs> huh and i feel bad they call her beta because it's like oh yeah, yeah she's just in beta programming or whatever and i'm just like i feel like in the in the next game maybe she'll change her name that'd be interesting yeah that'd be i'd love i'd love i'd love it and she's like yeah just call me elizabeth i also do love that like by the end of the game aloy's like she's my sister yeah there, there's like because the throughout the entire thing she's just like ah you're annoying yeah. the fuck out of me uh of just like your negativity she's like no negative nelly's here uh but anything else? i mean beta there wasn't much else to beta besides that what you said like that pretty much summed it all up of you know i had nothing i grew up in this world of nothing but she's definitely a new character that you could see a lot more coming in the next game uh, yeah i think with her uh but varl dude that was i was like fuck i was so sad when he died i was just like no they can't not him 
I should have known the minute they were like, hey, who's going to get the most progression in terms of just growth? It's going to be Varl because, like, you know, you see him and he's always just trying to help Aloy. And in the first game, you get a very big sense of Varl and Aaron are like, I would like the redhead, please. I would like the redhead. Yeah. And in this one, uh, you still get that until Aloy gets injured and Varl meets So, And then, you know, they really get into it at the point where they're like, oh, we moved into the same room. <laughs> yeah. Share room. And uh, he... He was fun because he's he's very much like Aloy's closest confidant for the fact that she was he was like they are still from the same place more or less and uh, her real first friend was his, very shortly but still her first friend was Vala his sister yeah. and uh, you know he gets that conne- they get that connection and um you, like Aloy is you don't I don't think you see her jealous but you see her like happy for him as he kind of goes through everything of like growth with uh, Zoe and everything else. And uh, it's funny always talking to him being like, yeah, we got into it. He's always fight. like the, the upbeat, like positive, mm-hmm. like we, we got this. Don't worry about it guy. And the minute I should have known the minute uh, when they say, yeah, we're going to, um, what was the base? Gemini, called? Gemini, uh, beta myself and Varl are going to go. I was like, I, I thought of one, two of two things. Cause I remember there was like a cutscene when they first were revealing the game, it shows Aaron, like the shit beat out of him in the forest somewhere. And that ever actually was in the final game. Hmm. Um, yeah, I was about to say, that, I don't remember that. I think there might be one more Aaron mission. That might be it. But, um, cause I think I'm missing, I think there's a mission with Aaron. I didn't do, cause I think it has to do with all the bandit camps and I didn't finish those. Oh, I need to finish those too. Okay. So I think it reveals something for Aaron. Um, but the, uh, stuff with Varl, like, Wait, what was I talking about? I already forgot. Shit, I lost my train of thought. Uh, but, uh, oh god. Oh, I mentioned um, that. Yeah. Yeah. So you know. Oh yeah, yeah. So Gemini, you know, you see Eric kill him, and you're just like, you knew he didn't stand a chance, but he was just like, I literally have nothing else I can do, so I'm gonna. Try He's my stabbing best. at him with a spear, and he like literally can't get through his like. Yeah. By the way, that overshields like effect was super interesting. Like how it looked like solid but not solid yeah and i think when we get to the the factions uh the, the zenith talk will be interesting but uh yeah it, it's sad when he when he dies because you know like someone's gotta die in the first game it was ross i don't did any other major character besides ross die in the first game mm, major i can't really think i don't think so right like no one else really died that was like really important i mean the bad guy but... yeah besides the bad guys um yeah so in this one it was varl uh and i I feel like in the third one it's probably more people but uh yeah varl dies aaron is great in it he i love that aaron loves all the tech he fucking loves metal dude i love i'm pretty sure that band was in uh the first game like that there was like a oh the flashback shit yeah wasn't that what travis tate was listening to or something i might have been i just i think I i vaguely remember there being like some data uh, pads you find where someone's like talking about their band and it was like that it, i'm pretty sure you get to hear one of them one of their songs and i think it was one of the ones that aaron was listening to and i was just like oh shit that's hilarious he found the that band someone actually appreciates their music great yeah uh, and he he's loving it he i love that he breaks his first focus he's like oh yeah. you know, uh these things are too one. delicate for my hands yeah they're meant to destroy uh, uh he was great with everything i love i think honestly out of everyone when you're in your base talking to everyone i love talking to aaron the most 
Um, yeah, he's pretty fun. I think it's also because you do feel there is, you know, I'm not trying to get into that ship mode, but you feel like there is something between Aaron and Aloy. Uh, Maybe. Since the first game, like, you know, he, he flirts with her and he's like, oh, yeah. you know, originally you were this girl and I, I just wanted more of things, but then I realized I was lucky enough just to get a moment of your time. Uh, but the Sun King wants her, though. Yeah. She could be a queen. Aaron definitely, I think Aaron's got a better chance, especially when you watch the ending, you know, when they're all there next to each other, you see Aaron and her like together. That's like, true. You know, which I'm, I'm not trying to overplay shit, but I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, I'm sure other people want this too. I mean, we'll get to her, but I think my favorite one to talk to in the base might've actually been Alva just because she's like so excited about everything. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, she, she was interesting and I do love, you know, we'll talk about the Quen soon, but uh her just being a perky character of sheer curiosity and just wanting to learn and how like you can tell she would ironically enough the one she would get along with the most in terms of just information was silence <laughs> silence yeah is like fuck you to everyone um like yeah. i love silence is basically like i know i'm smarter than everyone in this room and i'm not gonna pretend that i don't know it it's like the the final mission. Silence. Where's everyone else? Oh, I just walked ahead of it. Yeah. I don't hang out with anybody. <laughs> he just made Aaron carry his like big ass weapon. Aaron was like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, no, Alva was great. She, uh, I liked her story of like, you know, I have to choose between staying here and learning, but I want to ensure the safety of my sister and my family that yeah. I haven't seen because of my job that takes me away from them. But uh, I do see like her curiosity and the fact that as long as her family's safe and it's already hard enough to go back to them anyway, yeah. while she's even there that she'll get more out of here. But as long as she can work here and make sure her family's safe, that's more than enough for her, at least for now while she stays uh, on the mainland. Um, otherwise, uh, Zoe was interested. Zoe is very interesting. I, I actually want to look up and see who voice acted for her. Cause I, I felt like that was almost like uh uh, Janina Gavanka or something that voiced her. Uh, very... I don't know. That's why I feel like a lot of the characters, I feel like there were, uh, there were specific people I knew about that voiced them. Like there was, um, that guy that's the merchant in chain scrape that always has that girl talking about the hammer uh, that yeah. breaks all the time. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? The, yeah. The, the black guy. I'm pretty sure that that's pop from pops in Riverdale. The guy that owns the fucking burger place in Riverdale. Oh, the show. okay. Like, I'm like, I'm listening to him. I'm looking at him and I'm like, dude, that's fucking pops. <laughs> and, uh, let me, let me check right now. But, uh, yeah. Zo though, like, I don't know. Like it's, it's hard to talk about her in like Alva without talking about their, the cultures they're from. Cause like the Otaru in general were just so interesting, but like Zoe, like I loved that no she was one of the few people in plain song that was like, yeah, maybe the best plan isn't just to, like, wait and see if things get better. Like, maybe yeah. we should try to fix things. Bro, you know who is Regala? Angela Bassett. Bleh, oh, they got oh Angela I, Bassett. Can, I can Holy hear that shit. now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude. And then um, I'm trying to find Zoe. Okay, no, it's Erica Luttrell. So I don't know who that is. She actually looks like Zoe. Okay, that makes Oh, she's. Okay, I don't know who the fuck she is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she's in that. Um, just looking through of like everyone that's in it. Um, God, yeah, all these all these interesting people. But um, yeah, there's also just really sad, and I guess sort of happy that like when after Varl dies, Zoe's like, at least he's not totally gone. 
because she's apparently pregnant. And I was just like, oh, well, at least some part of him lives on. But also, that's really sad. She didn't get to, like, tell him, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it's very. Yeah, it's like, oh, I was going to tell you right after that I was pregnant. Um, yeah. Also, looking at it real fast, Elva was voiced by uh, Allison J. I never watched it, but she's Julia in Shameless. Um, uh, I didn't see that either. Dude, they f- I found the three uh, the three Ostrom. Uh, Matt Reedy. He looks exactly like the the narrator that mm-hmm. does the performances. And then that Robert, makes sense. I thought that uh, guy looked familiar. T.J. Thine does uh, the one that's like really into everything. He does the main one, and then Robert um, Mamana is the. Uh, he was Sweeney Todd in uh, Andy's office play. Remember Andy does the Sweeney Todd play in the office? Vaguely? Uh Robert Romano, the guy that does the the accountant in the of the Oster, of those three Ostrom, he's the one that plays Sweeney Todd. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it's just interesting how far near the front I was able to um find them and stuff. But uh yeah, it's great. And you know who played Tilda, right? That was Carrie Ann Moss. Oh yeah, that I knew. Yeah, that was true. I, I remember seeing it in the like the lead up of everything. But yeah, so yeah, I saw that in the ads, and I, and I was just like, "Man, I've been playing this game for a while. Who the fuck is like Carrie Ann Moss in this?" And then she shows like, up, and I was like, "Oh, that that's who it was." Okay, I cracked up because also Zoe was very much like you felt the because uh, you know Horizon's very unique where it does feel like a very matriarchal game, a uh, very matriarch heavy game yeah. where yeah. you know there's a Sun King, but a lot of you know, it's, there's a lot of equality in it, but you feel a lot of more female leaders in it too. There's a I mean, shit, I mean, or the Nora, like they the, literally their leaders were like the elder. Everything's women. mother, 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 yeah. mother uh, for the Nora. Um, you know, Ostrom are very much like mother. <laughs> shut up. Uh, Ostrom are very uh, equal. The Sun King is for the Karja, and then Tanakh is whoever can kill the most. Uh, yeah. So it is also equal there, but you see a lot of strong female characters in that one, a lot of them. Dude, I love uh, the Tanakh. They're based off of, like, holograms military. that they found. Hologram that were, like, military? Yeah, based off Squad of, like, military heroes and shit. Which, I, yeah, that's what I get about the factions. That's why I'm so excited to talk about all this stuff. But, like, um, yeah, Zoe is great because she also, you felt that leadership role she came in, even though she was new. She was the most, like, I guess... Take charge? Yeah, take charge of everything. Where even though Aaron's been there longer, you feel like she talks to. Oh, That's the to thing, Aaron. Aaron at least understands. Like, yeah, I'm not the brains. Give me a hammer that I could do. Yeah, it's great, and you know his sister was smarter. And it's like if she wasn't dead, he would never have been the the captain of like the guard and shit. Yeah, uh, it's so funny in that sense. Uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, there's. Uh, Catalo, yeah, Catalo was fantastic. I love that in the beginning he's just like, "Yo, fuck you! I don't, I don't like you. Yeah. I don't deal with you, but I respect you at least for the, for the uh, embassy, d- uh, attack." Yeah, because he's all about like honor and shit. And you see him. I believe in the beginning you do see him lose his arm. Like you're just like, yeah. "Oh shit!" I was actually surprised when he came back. I was like, "Oh shit, he's alive!" Yeah, <laughs> for you, you literally can't tell if people survived or not. And it was literally just like some of the like only some of them. It was like him and one other person. I some think. of the Sky Clan. Uh, survive yeah. because i haven't done the side mission yet but it's the one where uh or it's like an errand you have to go to um what was his name takote he uh banished the the squad of sky clan that went to the embassy he sent them off as like uh oh go hold down this watchtower that's oh, like right yeah. out somewhere i haven't done it yet but like they did survive and that's basically their reward for it <laughs> uh 
yeah, Katala was great because he's so just like strategic. He just cares about the fight and he's like, I'm going to die on the battlefield. Kind of reminds me of the Norsemen with like uh, their idea of like die on the battlefield. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like it's just funny. the way he talks too is so cool. Yeah. And it's interesting because like, you know, um, you know, Alva has this girl. She has like a girlfriend back home or it's back home, right? She says. Yeah. Uh, and then like, you know, Varl and Zoe have each other. So you kind of see the way everyone is. They're very close. Like you feel Zoe and Varl are just close in that sense. You see Alva and Aloy kind of like, oh, I've never had like a best friend type person. And let Aaron, alone someone else who has a focus. And it's just like, wait, your focus can see more than mine. Yeah. And like it with uh, Aaron and Catalo are just like you feel like a warrior. Like Catalo and Aloy are the most close in warrior sense. And it's great. And, like, he's like, yo, you're my new squad leader. Like, yeah. I will follow you to the ends of the earth, practically. Um, and I I actually want to ask you, because, um, you know, there's a couple choices in this game. Two of them, uh, the first one. Uh, but for the, you know how, like, there's the clan chief. And then each of yeah. the three, re- all three regions have a clan leader, like a commander. Uh, you have to choose between the desert commanders. Uh, yeah, I chose the female one. I forget her name. I chose the male. Uh, interesting because she lied to everyone i was like oh i'm gonna go for him because he does Except he like also he... seemed like he was lying for other reasons though i think like, he... i just couldn't I, I didn't feel like i could trust him he felt more honest to me personally weird but, interesting um yeah i really i felt like he was more to the people where she was like she would rather hold power and not tell people well i took that as like she was lying to like prevent a panic to try to like uh i guess make more time to figure out a solution and she but wasn't just points, like I guess it doesn't work out all the time when you do that for sure you know? for sure it wasn't the best plan but it's just like as a leader she was like this is how i think is the best way to protect my people because she did seem yeah. to care about her people like for it was foremost. hard to choose yeah at first i was like yeah well, i literally I like i actually had to look up a guide online to be like does it matter which one I choose? And it was like, no, yeah, it's just a like, guy whoever. that explains the backgrounds of both characters. And that's why I was like, oh, I'm going with him then. Okay. Mm. Um, and then the other choice, did you kill or spare Regala? I spared her. I killed her. Really? Yes. I was actually wondering like how, if you kill her, like if you choose to kill her, does she actually like die there? Uh, yeah. Well, Katala Interesting. Because like she, Katala stabs her immediately. Oh, yeah, he, she's like, you need to die. Katala's like, cool. Then <laughs> just like fucking. That's super interesting because I actually. If you kill her. Oh, I didn't know that. It's a it's a sniper slash advanced hardpoint bow. Huh. Uh, and it's very that's like the powerful one, and that's why like I I, I saw that and I'm like, character dies in cutscene doesn't actually do anything to really. It turned out uh the one she kills you don't have to fight if she does, isn't there. So she literally has no reason to live after. Like, there's no point mm, if you okay. don't. Because now, if you kill her, you get the bow. And also, in a sense of morality, like, I think if I was younger, I would have spared her. But me now, where I'm like, dude, you already let her live once and you saw what she did and the way their culture yeah. is. Fuck no. No, I definitely, I definitely wanted to kill her because I was like, she is dangerous. There's no way she's not going to try. Like, if she survives this, there's no way she's not going to, like, try again yeah yeah so i, I fucking killed her so like, you need to die but it's interesting because like i took her with me to, in the final ba- uh, battle and she like basically just at some point uh distracts a bunch of uh specters and just like dies just, yeah they get like dogpile on her and she like straight up dies and i was like 
oh okay i guess she still dies because she but, wanted to, the, the difference was she wanted to die in a fight and yeah and that was the thing was like her last words were like this was the death i was promised come at me or whatever i was just like oh well, okay i guess she bye does bye. i mean she was a shit person but at least she gets like kind of a nice end yeah uh and then there was pretty much uh uh hikaro hikaro is really cool the way he, like he, re- he reveals everything like yeah, i saw this cool speech yeah and, that, and that's like, how i learned to unite the tribes that was the most interesting thing where he was just like the first tanakh chief that was like i want there to be peace because that's what the ancestors were like trying to seek and like just the whole idea of like being stronger together than separate like strong yeah and it was just like damn like that like i like that guy i I thought he was super cool yeah no he was really i I love when uh when you fix everything uh everyone sees what he got to see before yeah and they have that much more respect for him and they're just like they do the fucking salute they actually salute yeah oh god um and then there's the zeniths which i don't feel like there's anything to say about them besides tilda and she's fucking crazy tilda and eric who like eric was literally just like a PMC leader. He was the leader of a private military contractor. Who just, like, uh, enjoyed killing. Yeah. <laughs> that was his it's whole like, thing. It's like, yeah, he was in his virtual reality. He pretty much just spent his time killing people there. So the fact that he got to come here and kill people, he was pretty excited. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, so they're all pretty fucking crazy. But Tilda's just like, a thousand years of pondering this. It's gonna make you crazy, too. And she's like, Aloy, come to space with me. And I'm like, yeah, we could start again. Nah. You can be my new Elizabeth. <laughs> nah, dude. I'm gonna... You crazy. Uh, which I will say that boss fight, I, I hated that boss fight in the beginning because you literally have to bolt your ass immediately. Otherwise, like, you try to scan her, you're pretty much dead. You're, that's why it's like, oh, I got a scanner to see how to fight her. And it's like, you scan her and then you're just gone. You also need it for a trophy. Yeah. So it was really, it was really annoying, um, the boss fight in the beginning. Once you get a handle on it, it's fine. But literally when the boss fight starts is the most annoying portion of it, I would say. Because then it, it's funny, you have all that cover. It would be gone immediately. It, you just run down the line. You're like, oh, the cover's already gone. You haven't yeah, even that was a long-ass boss yet. fight, too. Yeah, it's, it, it gets kind of annoying. Um, but once you get it down. Like, I, I used um, advanced acid traps. Uh, and that took off a good amount of life. I, I started using acid traps. And then whatever didn't fully... If it didn't fully get her, then I just use acid arrows. And then use... um. That's when I used up all my advanced hardpoint uh, shots and sniper shots. And then uh, uh, that's where it all went, pretty much, was in there until I ran out. But, uh, yeah, otherwise, dude, I'll just say this for Gerard. That dude was, ba- there, it was they just made Jeff Bezos. It was just yeah, Jeff Bezos. Basically. I was like, okay, yeah, that's Jeff Bezos. All right, that makes sense. I'll kill Jeff. Let's kill Jeff Bezos. <laughs> that's pretty much the moral of the scene. <laughs> It's like, yo, Jeff Bezos came back from space. Fucking, uh, whatever his space company is, came to fucking kill us all. Amazon, you seen it as Amazon. <laughs> I do, I do love the fact that they make, they're like, the real enemy is the 1%. Yeah. <laughs> we have to fight the 1%. And I'm like, you know, I could get behind this. I like this idea a lot. This is a really good game idea. Let's do it. Um... But yeah, those are the characters. Uh, any other characters that really stood out to you? Um. Oh, Silence. I really like oh, Silence. Yeah. Uh, I love that he does come around to it, where he's basically just going through logic, and he does betray you. But he's just kind of like, I, he legitimately was like, 
yeah, I thought they would just kind of use you. I didn't think they'd try to kill you. I didn't know they had a second you. That's yeah, it's crazy. interesting. Like, he's not exactly malicious. Like everything he's doing, like he he just wants to learn yeah. as much as he can and he wants to stay alive, which, you know, involves keeping the earth going. So he like sets up a whole to knock the rebellion and everything because for him, he's literally just like, yeah, no, that felt easier than just like asking for help. Because yeah. the whole thing is he, he's based off logic, so he cares. He's zero compassion. He's just very analytical more than anything. He's more or less a robot until the end. And then he like literally shows compassion. And it's like, I will risk my life and stay here to fight with you guys to stop yeah. uh, what's coming. And I do like kind of compared to the, you know, compared to the beginning where the end of the first game and the beginning of the second game makes it feel like Silence is the main villain almost yeah and then they turn it around and you're like oh no he's not and like the whole thing even warns you against tilda like you know someone that's powerful she has other motives yeah so be careful Aloy. i i loved his like the way he said it too of like you know usually you go off of more information but for this one is just a feeling that we can't trust her it's like the one of the i love aloy's just like oh you finally had one of those i do love though that <laughs> when you believe him the most is when he says that that is the most believable thing he says and you're like oh yeah. shit okay uh she, she's bad and you feel that too by the end when she's getting there she's like i'll go after gerard i either felt like gerard will kill her or she's gonna do something and basically turn on you guys and then she totally does and you're like okay you need to die crazy but uh otherwise dude like i'm very it's funny because you know the game ends with your companions leaving they all go on chargers and go to spread the word yeah. like hey we have to prepare and when it's just you in there it's you silence beta and gaia and now basically silence is like yeah i live here uh yeah i, I have access to all this tech state-of-the-art better than anything i ever had i have gaia here and i have apollo i'm literally uh, he has the whole world in his hands now pretty much basically uh, so he's happy and i do love that it's basically like you are fully allies now. Like you guys are good to go together, uh, which I really like that. And oh, I should probably actually start closing these windows. I just realized mosquito time. But um, sorry if you guys hear sounds for that. Uh, I, I it's just funny when you think about it, and you're like, you had this fully like kind of like lively group of people, and now you have this girl that's like the ultimate introvert who never really yeah. had friends, and then the guy who's basically just completely logical and does not have any compassion so you're like oh i guess this is my group now okay and a and a literally not alive person yeah an actual ai that's like Hello? i mean strangely the most human out of all of them is gaia <laughs> so fucking crazy but uh moving on to the factions which you know we're not going to go over the old ones like we you know you already know about the karja and the, all of them but honestly one... there's very little about the karja in the game other than the Tanakh hate them yeah you just learned the cards are just piece of shits for the most part. Oh, I almost forgot one last character. I forgot Talana. Yeah, she was only in there for like a mission though. It was a good was, one, but it was two or three. But yeah, it was, it was pretty much she had a. It was heartbreak the mission. That was uh, the other really weird one, where it's like you meet her very early in the game, and you don't see her again till almost the entire other side of the map. And I was just like, why would they separate? Why would they introduce yeah. that mission like so early on when you literally would not be able to get to it for another like thirty hours or something? Pretty much, it's 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 so weird when they do that, and you're just like, 
I guess, is the mission important or is it not important? The fact that I have to go all this way to get to it, like what's going on here. Um, and it, it is a cool ending, I will say. Like I did yeah. like the the way it goes where you find the girl. I'm alive, but she's dead because I killed yeah. her when I changed sides and stuff. And you're like, okay, this is also incredibly awkward now because now I'm in this weird triangle. Yeah, now Talana's just like, yeah, it didn't work out. It was really weird after that. <laughs> she's just back at fucking Baron Light like, huh. Yeah. I, that's why I liked, you know, in the first game, she if you do everything with her, she'll appear there and she'll be one of the, the main people with Aaron and Varl that help you in the final fight against Hades. And I was hoping, I'm like thinking like, do I need to do this before the main mission before? Like, will she join us? Like she did last time and she doesn't. I yeah. Like, oh, I thought, I thought okay. that was going to happen too. And no, apparently not. Yeah. So I was like, damn, because Thalana was one of my favorites from last game. Uh, but yeah, moving on. Okay. Now, so we have the Ataru, the desert clan, the sky clan, uh, the lowland clan, and the Quen. Uh, five interesting, uh, pretty much, civilizations. I mean, my Which favorite... Which, actually, before we get to it, sorry. What was, who was your favorite character? Uh, well, the favorite tri- uh, clan was probably the Well, just Itaro. character before we get to all the different... Oh, favorite character? I think I said yeah. before, probably... Um, Catalo. Catalo, just because, like, I, I just thought he was so interesting. Just the way he spoke. Like, I, don't, I even find it interesting that he was, like, missing an arm and was just, like... Like you help him build an arm later for when he needs one, but he like chooses not to wear it. Cause he's like, I don't know. It feels like I'm not being actual me. Cause it's like not real kind of. He's like, like I'll use it when I need it. Yeah. And so like, I don't know, just everything about him was interesting. And then like, also when you go on the, uh, the mission to meet the sky clan and just like fuck up the bulwark and he's just like you're fucking crazy but it worked <laughs> interesting that's how you pre- he that's how you gain his loyalty i would say honestly uh it's probably a it's between katalo and aaron because aaron is at least like he's so much li- he's just so alive with like personality he's definitely more fun i'll give it that. yeah it, him and katalo were my favorites for sure uh but yeah getting to the clans i guess starting off like each clan is their own environment and you see the ataru and it's basically I love that they live in a satellite Like They live in well, satellite dishes, so they're like tree people. That and like it used to be a farm that I'm assuming Gaia had set up for the new humans uh, that she was like growing. And they just found it and were like, cool, we don't have to worry about anything. We just live here. Yeah, and they have like the weird like they have the, the chorus, which I thought was. Yeah, their, I thought it was so interesting after. that like. And then when you fix the land gods and they Don't start singing and you're just like, oh, I understand now why they are so like into like your song and stuff like that. Because yeah. it literally they are used to just like the music of the the land gods and stuff like yeah. that. I thought I'm not going to lie. Cool. I wasn't with the singing. I was like, stop. <laughs> <But> uh. <laughs> it's just like no, also <laughs> like the seed pouch thing that they have. Like that, oh, that was, was such really an cool. interesting tradition of theirs of like everyone holds on to like a pouch of seeds their entire life and like when you die your loved ones or whoever like can gather your seeds for you plants them in like the center of plain song so there's literally like this beautiful garden that's like i mean kind of a graveyard but it's also like the i mean they have brave singers like they sing yeah yeah that's what i love and and it's like this beautiful idea of like at least some new life comes from your death and it's like a a 
a a way to remember that like there is a cycle of life and death to the whole thing and you, you can't just take life for granted and like and it's also a pl- like an interestingly more beautiful place in my opinion to for families to go to to grieve over their loved ones because they'll remember like this is their flowers and stuff like yeah. that versus like a gravestone or whatever yeah it was really cool there and then I mean, it's funny too because the, the utara basically we are the vegan people yeah <laughs> it's like oh shit be it's literally the vegan civilization and i love when she's like yeah i tried to make varl just go on a plant diet and it's like how'd it go we agreed to disagree yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah because the nora hunters they're fucking you know they, they don't work like that they're like hunter nora are literally the, it's funny because they're the least um they're they're the most evolved out of all of them like they they're the least technologically advanced they're they're like the closest to cave people practically yeah um but yeah the utara were very interesting there and then like they're pretty much their entire land is green it's luscious uh it's a full farm area and you feel it there and they have like plant outfits and shit and I'm not gonna lie, like they, they were cool, but I'm also like, yeah, I, I ain't putting one of these fucking plant outfits on. I ain't doing this shit. It was like that was the one thing where I'm like, yo, the Itara are cool. I would never be an Itara as long as that. That's never. I'd never go that route personally. Of all the the factions that I saw, I was like, Utara was bottom of the list for me. <laughs> um, and then we had the Tanakh, which were really cool. I guess like overall first before you get to each one, but I think my uh, favorite of the clans was probably the Desert Clan because they're they're the most hardcore. They're, they're just like hardcore. the death Regala came from too. Yeah, and they're basically just like the desert is harsh and t- and claims life all the time, so don't expect life to be easy. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're fucking crazy, but like I love the overall culture for the Tanakh as a whole, where it's like yeah. it's full military. They're based on it's like you know, uh, you see like all these creations. They're very interesting compared to like you know. The... I just realized that they're literally calling their groups squads. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It's full military. Uh, they were looking at the the. Ten I didn't ever else. think about it until now. It was now. full like soldiers, so that's why I have squad leaders. They have commanders, which also felt like something from the one hundred too a little bit. Um, they had uh, I forget what else. Um, the I mean like chief and everything. I guess like that's not more. Is, yeah, I forget what the old oriented. the lady with the gray hair. Chaplains. Forget, chaplain, right? Yeah, the chaplains were the the history people, and uh, it was also cool in that sense and. I thought it was interesting the way compared to the first game to the second game that they pulled it all off where in the first game, you know, the Osteram, the Nora, the Karja, the, uh, the, the Banuke um, that we got like a little bit of, but you get more in the frozen wilds. So yeah. You get that's a lot true. Of them there. Uh, they all have like, they're more based off of like, yo, we we're like, we dig machines a lot. Yo, we're pretty much like an empire of like luxury and shit. Oh, we're, kind of innovators tinkerers and delvers and explorers oh we're basically cave people and shit um i mean maybe the most interesting new clan like not my favorite because i said it was the yutaru just because i like the theme of them but like the quen though the fact that they actually like revere ancient knowledge as like sacred and they like found prototype uh uh focuses and instead of being like oh this is a cool piece of tech i guess it makes a lot of things make sense they're like no this gives you second sight you're a seer now and you're it's your job as a seer to find useful information for the betterment of the quen empire 
And yeah. just the fact that they're from across the ocean is interesting. They're from Hawaii, I'm pretty sure. Like, they, it looks like oh, they're pretty much that? Hawaii. Because they say, like, oh, yeah, there's a lot of vessels, like, old ancient vessels that we see there. And I'm pretty sure it's, like, the U.S. fleet in Hawaii and stuff. Weird. Um, I just assumed they were, like, literally all the way across the ocean. No, nah, they are from, they were definitely Hawaii. That makes a lot like, more just sense. Just the way they're dressed, too, their style, it feels like almost, like, shell surfer type. Um, yeah, I was wondering about that. Because it's the definitely a very like distinct that. look. Yeah, no, they were definitely Hawaiian. And it was interesting the way you see, like, you know, they have an emperor and all this shit, but in, it even sounds like potentially all the islands have different civilizations there that they war with and are very untrusting of. But the that they are very, like, conservative in, like, knowledge is, knowledge is very much, yeah, like, Some knowledge powerful. is forbidden. Like, yeah. you can't share knowledge between see- uh, seers. You need to, like, get it approved and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, basically, you know, they come from Hawaii and they're like tropical and shit. And then, yeah, we talked about the desert clan. They're very much like hardcore desert dudes. Uh, they trade with water and all this other shit. The only and... problem I had was some of them had face paint that looked like Pikachu. And I was just like, oh, because damn. Yellow. Yeah. yeah and the they had like ye- uh, red spots, too. And I was just like, wow, why would you do that? <laughs> the, uh, you also had the Sky Clan, which were like the snow people. And they're still like lightly dressed they live too, in the mountains. Crazy. Yeah, and they're, I guess, hardcore. They're all about, like, climbing and shit. That's, like, their big thing. Um, and they're, yeah, it's pretty much, like, high-altitude shit. And then they have the Lowland Clan. And they are the Redwoods and the Coast. Like, they're basically the ones that are, like, near San Francisco. They're in the Redwoods. They're uh, more in the valley portion of, like, California. Because you're, yeah. like, getting that. And I love that, like, it's basically the Lowlands are, like, kind of like California. Like the swamps. Desert Clan is, like, Nevada. And the Sky Clan is, like, the Sierra Mountains yeah more or less uh i spent so much time trying to figure out the geography of this world yeah so <laughs> no, i was like crazy what if that's vegas they definitely like skipped some land because <laughs> vegas think... is not within walking distance of uh, san francisco <laughs> so i guess out of counting and then you have the zeniths which we already more or less talked about but they're you know crazy fucking future people uh that are still the original immortal asshole one percent um from the future I will say I did like the, so design-wise or everything, I love the designs for all the different things. I did like the futuristic designs they had for the Zeniths. I love the style oh, the, that- The specters, like even the guns that they had that like wraps yeah. around their arms was super cool. And everything made seemed to be made of gold. Yeah. So um, I think like also, you know, you see all the, they make sure to differentiate between the Tanakh where they do feel completely different with face paint, the style of their uh, armors and stuff. Like, they do feel completely different. Uh, and yeah. then, like, the coin are, like, more heavily armored, but their armor is very interesting. Uh, it reminds you, of, like, at least the, of the Karja a little bit. A little uh, bit. In terms of, yeah. And then uh, the Otara were just, yeah, plant people. Uh, which one was your favorite? Uh, I forget which one you said. Counting the Tanakh, each one separately. Um, also the Zenith, the Quen, and the Still the Otaru. I just, I just thought it was, like, such an interesting, well-thought-out culture that uh, Gorilla, like thought out for this like faction like like you said in the first game like most of the factions were just like different ways of interacting with the machines and stuff like that and like especially the nora but literally like the utaru are so different from the quen who are different from the tanakh that like it's just there's a lot of like uniqueness about all of them yeah and i don't know i just ended up really liking the utaru like living with the earth like theme i guess but i did also at the same time i think the the quen might be a 
very close second just for the fact that they actually are like the first faction you've found that wants to know more about the old world and also like um they like they know about some of the like rich and famous people from back like before yeah. the fall the tip like, pharaoh the tip pharaoh yeah like that guy that like as soon as he walks out wearing like the clothes that look like what, what Ted Farrow was wearing in the first game, you're just like, that's weird. And even Aloy's like, why are you dressed like Ted Farrow? <laughs> and like, and they know that uh, Aloy is a clone of his of Elizabeth because they, well, they, they they've like, seen like yeah. uh, holograms of her. So they're like, oh my god, it's an it's one of the old ones, the living ancestors. What that's what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I did love and when, the uh, fact that you actually like see what's left of ted pharaoh and just like oh he became a literal monster yeah they're like yo kill this thing and i was like oh <laughs> i did love bohai he's like yo he was a piece of shit i'm glad he's dead yeah i do love that it's like uh uh oh god what's her name alva like she tries to lie about like what happened to the overseer and she and she's just like Oh yeah, he uh he tried to save us and and he he died the, along the way. He gave his he's life. It's like, like I don't believe you. You're lying. He would he's never a piece do that. Of shit. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> you're like, "Oh, I guess we can't tell the truth." So yeah. that, was, that was really funny. Uh I think my favorite was I am going to go with the Lowland clan. Really? Uh, I loved the design style for them. I really loved that like uh I I chose the their reaver armor for Aloy because it had like this special blue paint and stuff. I did like the paint job for um, and her helmet. Those, her helmet yeah. was really cool for the Reaver armor for the Lowland Clan. Uh, I did love the mission for the Lowland Clan where you help the commander there like clear the river, and just I love the fact that they're like at the redwoods and they're the coastal. Yeah, clan. that was definitely one and of the most interesting be, places. It might be because I'm a coastal San Franciscan by the ocean, and that was probably why I aligned with it so much because I'm like, oh, it's literally where I would have been if I somehow was in this, and I just really enjoyed that fact. So I did really align myself with the Lowland clan in terms of just interest and just all that stuff, which I think I'm going to save all whatever I got left in the game. Like if it's like faction related, I'm saving the Lowland clan stuff for last just because it's such a, I love going through the Redwoods and the fact that it's all foggy and misty. Amazing. It was so cool to do all that stuff, especially like um, uh, you hunt with that guy in the Redwoods who like one of his, his like, guy that he loved who was uh, a marshal oh uh, yeah died at the yeah so like that was really cool i like that mission a lot but yeah that's all the factions and then uh last couple things the robots uh just to talk really fast the sound design for these robots was fucking magnificent dude it was phenomenal in the first game but just like it's just like a, another step ahead in this game like yeah uh it's funny too because like uh it's not funny but like um each robot sounds so unique and they sound so fucking cool everything from the alert sounds to just the charge sounds the attack sounds um the injury sounds like they sounded so fucking cool i loved it and i loved like the way they try to make and the weapons that they use too if they have weapons attached the fucking lasers like the thunder jaw and stuff yeah oh my god those definitely sound so cool those always sound so fucking good and just a shout out to um i think her name is pinar uh i met she was one of the sound designers at Gorilla that worked on, I forget which characters she did sound for in the first Horizon, but I remember I hung out with her uh, at GDC, uh, I forget how many years ago now, it was like 2018 or something. But uh, I remember talking to her because she was at the keynote for Horizon. I remember her and her, the senior sound designer there, 
uh, they were talking all the stuff and everything, and it was like so interesting. And I remember getting lunch with her after with a couple other sound designers, and I was just like going over it all, and I was like, "This is so fucking cool!" Like uh, everything you guys were doing, and I'm like looking at it now, and I'm like, I know I think she's higher level now potentially, and she probably did a lot more of the robot sounds, but just goddamn, Pinar, if you you know she she did a fucking great job. This is amazing the way it all sounds. It's fantastic. Um, otherwise, the robots themselves, like you know, we had a lot of returning ones, but. The newer ones, everything from like the I forget what the snapping turtle was called. Uh, shell, shell snapper. Yeah, shell snappers. Yeah, the, like there's just so like I thought there was a lot of variety. So much. Like I thought there was a lot of variety in the first game, but there was so many more machines in this one. Yeah. It was crazy. You had them. You had the wide maw, which sounds like snap out. It's wide maw. And it's the hippo. You had the what was the spinosaurus called again? Slaughter spine, slaughter spine, which was dope. They're like, I, oh, I, I love it. Seeing at the beach in San Francisco for the first time, and I'm like, I'm not fighting that right now. I'm not touching that. And then you yeah. go into the fucking cauldron, and you're like, oh, shit. Like uh, they're the so raptors, cool, but so deadly. Yeah, and there's like four types of birds now, including the Clint Hawks and Stormbirds from last time. But there's like uh, the other one. I forget what they're called. And then the Sunwings. You have um, the burrowers now, which are like they feel like otters or meerkats. They're, I think they're, they're supposed like, to be otters. Yeah, they feel like otters. Because um, they're also like aquatic. Yeah, they had uh, so much tide more. rippers. Oh, the, the fucking what? Tide rippers, the plesiosaur the... thing. Yeah, those were crazy. I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I've only fought one so far. No, maybe I fought two. Maybe I don't remember anymore. I think I fought one on the beach on a mission. But there's them. Uh, I don't. There's so many cool designs. I wasn't ready for it. The mammoths are there too. Like yeah. they're just all so the triceratops. Like I think, in terms of dino designs, I think now my favorites might be like the spinosaurus and the what was the it was the Leoflorodon? Where the fuck was it called the 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 underwater one? The China oh um, oh, I literally just said it. Tide Ripper. Yeah, Tide Ripper and uh, Spinosaurus were my favorite too. Because just design wise, yeah. they look fucking amazing. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Yeah. But uh, God, and dude, I've got to say, when I have the money for it, hopefully that it's not like limited stock, but I will, I don't, I haven't bought them in years and ages. I'm going to get that tall neck Lego. I'm gonna dude, get I want to get that too. It looks so cool. Yeah, that's the first Lego I'll be buying in so I actually long. wish I. But if I'd... they do other Legos for the Robots from Horizon, I will probably get those. Like, those are the one exception I'll make now of like, I don't buy Legos, but I will for these. I kind of wish I'd gotten the Regala edition just for that Tremor Tusk. But... I think they're still available. It, no. it seemed like it, they kept restocking it, but mm -hmm. I'm also like, right. I don't want a giant fucking. That's the thing. Uh, I don't have statue. the space for it. I just want I don't, it. Yeah, I can't I fucking have so much shit I don't even have room for. I have to wait for the next place I go to and just leave. Dude, my room's here. still a mess because I like. I put my computer together and I have a bunch of boxes and like I need to find a place for all the spare parts and like screws and shit that I didn't use. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'll take care of it later. But yeah, it's a crazy thing. The robots were great. Um, I forget. So those are my favorite robots. Which one was your favorite? Uh, either of the new ones, at least either the tremor tusk or I weirdly really liked the clamber jaw. Clamber jaws were the monkeys, right? Yeah. Just cause I was like, they were assholes. <laughs> they were but at the same time i was like i can't believe i never noticed that there wasn't like a monkey yeah in the first game and yeah it's just like god it, oh no you know what they're gonna do in the third one they're gonna make a fucking gorilla holy shit they're oh, i can see a that goddamn gorilla oh, dude it, god. like it was crazy when they added like bears to frozen wilds and they're back in this one 
Dude, the bears and the the wolves are the biggest assholes. Like the way yeah. they attack, they're even called hunter killers. They're literally meant to be the bear when it does the fucking wrestling move. I'm like, yeah, I, you, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Whoever the thing I hate the most about those is the item. the The part that you need most from them are their like sack webbing, and that's one of those things where like you can't destroy the part Apparently, before you kill them. That's why I need to go besides buying all the weapons and our armor from all these guys some of them have resources and they do the rare we- but uh, they don't tell you though but that's where that's what you use for the um the green stone shit is that's yeah. how you purchase them and i have a bunch of those so i'm like oh so now i'm gonna uh yeah once i do all the unlocks and stuff i'm gonna be getting that but all right uh final thing horizon three uh what we expect i guess from it really fast um, i mean it's definitely gonna involve like nemesis showing yeah, up the, the new ultimate bad guy that's gonna come but i see uh, my prediction is they'll potentially take control of robots um, when they come down. Maybe It'll be like a thing where it's like a spreading virus of like we can control shit on our own. Um, I see like potentially. I'm not sure how far into it we're gonna catch Hephaestus. Like it seems like something maybe that's yeah. midway or something this time. Um, I see potentially more than one of the companions dying in the next one. Yeah, I can imagine that happening um i you know i feel like if they're gonna do a new setting i potentially don't want it just because i'm tired of the setting but i'm assuming we're gonna go east next time to like yeah. new york and shit and i'm just tired of new york <laughs> i don't know maybe we go across the like the ocean that'd, that'd be, be cool or yeah. we go to canada or mexico or something yeah let's go to mexico so i was expecting maybe what they're gonna do for the third one is most of the game is you trying to figure out a way to corner hephaestus because like the tricks you use to get him this time aren't going to work next time because he can re- rewrite his programming and create, like, safeguards and stuff. Yeah. So I was thinking that you're going to maybe right before the end of the game get Hephaestus, reintegrate him into Gaia, and then it's going to be a mad dash to, like, build as many robots as possible because, like, mm. then it's going to be this crazy robot war between, like, Gaia and her robots versus, like, Nemesis and its. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting with that. I feel like Silence will probably die at the end. I could see that. I yeah, could I mean, see him, like, finally him. sacrificing himself and saying, like, it's, it's wor- at least it'll be, <laughs> make it Lance worth Rick it, Aloy. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Otherwise, yeah, like I, I really, oh God, I don't want to leave the Tanakh. Like th- those are dudes. I'm like, I want more Tanakh. Like, don't take away my Tanakh in the next game because they were fucking awesome. Yeah, I wonder. At least like, Katalo, do, keep Katalo because that guy's cool. Yeah. Do you think they'll reintegrate the other civilizations again, like the Nora and the Karja specifically? Uh, definitely the Karja. I just don't know if there's really a point to bringing the Nora back. They could bring back Sona and be like, you know, War Chief, like, I lost Yeah, they could my do kids. that. They could do that. Um, I could see that. Especially since, like, she's got a grandkid she's got to meet. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like there's going to be, like, an interesting dynamic there that they could do. Um, so that'll... Because it'll be, like, her and... I feel like her and Zoe will go and butt heads a shit ton, and then they'll kind of come to an understanding. Like, I can easily predict that of, yeah. like... I It seems predictable. Um, anything else for it? But I think, I guess, robot-wise, I feel like they're going to do a fucking gorilla. Uh, I think we're going to get, like, a lion or tiger type one, too. Mm, okay. Uh, or a panther. Or saber tooth tiger. I think they're going to do saber tooth tiger and a gorilla. I think they're going to do um, uh, a stegosaurus and an armadillo, potentially. And... Well, they kind of already have an armadillo. 
Um, oh, not I meant um, I meant Ankylosaur. Sorry. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, Ankylosaur. So you thinking they're gonna dinosaurs. lean more into dinosaur stuff? <laughs> I think they could do a, a mix of it, but yeah, Saber Tooth Tiger, Ankylosaur, Stegosaurus, Gorilla. Um, I think like they might they could event they. If they're crazy, they might do like a swarm robot, like maybe a bunch of tiny monkey ones. Ooh, you go in the water and there's piranhas. <laughs> yeah, fuck that now. No. Uh, <laughs> I, that was like one of my few complaints is I wish there was a way to actually like fight back in the water in this game. If they did, they could bring in a shark one. That like at the very crazy. least, I was I thought like because you could still hide in uh, like kelp and stuff and yeah. like you can wait for robots to go past you. I was like. Why can't I just stab it with my spear or like override it or whatever? I know there's already the snap mob, but they could do a more land centric version, like a Komodo dragon yeah. uh, or uh, potentially. Uh, Dude, otherwise... I I just want them to do a straight up actual dragon. <laughs> that would be interesting. They could do a fucking dragon. That would be actually really interesting if they did something like that. But yeah, there's, there's a lot they could do still. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel like, you know, this is a trilogy game. Uh, I think the next one will be the last one, most likely. But there's a virtual, there's a PSVR one coming too. I'm curious what that's going to uh, be. Oh like. yeah, Call of the Mountain. So maybe it's the Sky Clan. <laughs> maybe um, it could be Tanakh oriented. Who knows? But it'll be cool. Um, anything else before we close out here? No, nah, I think we covered it pretty good. Yeah, we did a fucking good. This was a fun episode, and it wasn't yeah. honestly. It's shorter than I expected, honestly. So, really, because yeah, we've been out of for almost two and, and a half like, hours. Hey, yeah, but we're not even two and a half hours. I think that's <laughs> pretty good. <We're laughs> barely, barely too. Barely, barely, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's been uh, Sutra Side Talk, and I hope you guys have enjoyed our 150, uh, 150th episode. Uh, and, you know, here's to another 50 for the next year until we get to 200. That'll be fun. Uh, we, like I said, will delay our Halo episode one week, so that'll be like the first week of June, probably. Uh, we're going to do like more maybe backlog or if we see Bob's Burgers or something, the movie, we'll see what happens. But there's a lot still I can knock out in another episode uh otherwise we got halo coming up we'll do a part two of the destiny 2 witch queen episode see if we can get andreas back on for that talk about all that stuff risen season of the risen and all that stuff um i plan on playing during that season uh playing a shit ton more games i plan on at least during the duration of that season beat five of the games so i think pretty soon i'll be able to talk injustice to mortal kombat 11 um outer worlds uh death loop hopefully and then maybe like Death Stranding or something else like that. Maybe Tokyo, uh, Ghostwire Tokyo or something. Um, otherwise, I got more Gundam talk coming. And then, of course, the other shows up to it, down to it. We'll have more stuff coming out. We got one episode out recently, so that's nice. We finally got one of those. Uh, still working on up to on uh, Cut of Steel. The Where Are They Now? Like, uh, pulse check of all the movies that have been announced since Man of Steel. Uh, pretty much, I've been trying to rush this out. So now that this is done, I can really focus on that and get my research done into that because that's like i said that's the most research oriented episodes i'll probably ever do at least for now uh and sidewatch you know we're catching up uh we just finished up our ghibli month and we're moving into uh bakshi again doing lord of the rings and wizards so that's gonna be fun uh but yeah that's everything here and we look forward to talking more about everything and uh looking forward to the summer actually almost forgot james we got summer game fest so that's gonna be fun to talk about yeah. too and the Xbox Bethesda conference. So plenty of shit coming up. Yeah. Uh, until next time, though, guys, we will catch you later. Thanks for listening and so long. Yep. Thanks for listening.